gamers 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 welcome to pm in the pm it is thursday night uh january 27th 2022 and as you can already see or may have even heard we do have a special show tonight and obviously i am pong one of your hosts i'll get over to my brother from another mav in just a moment but obviously i have to start with the vip of the evening and that man does not need an introduction, but I'm going to give him a little introduction anyways, because I am honored to have him here. We are honored to have him here tonight as our guest. This gentleman is internet famous. His <laughs> voice, his name, and now his face is synonymous with the Xbox community. This man, whose departure from RDX caused as much consternation as the breakup of the Beatles. <laughs> this man who strums fanboys as well as he strums his guitars. <laughs> the creator of the XNC podcast. The creator of the worldwide phenomenon, Colt Eastwood YouTube channel. That's right, folks. Mr. Be Nice himself is with us this evening. Colt brother. How the heck are you? Have you had any chance to play any games since obviously Activision Blizzard deal went down? But more importantly, I got to ask this question, Cole. Are you here tonight, Mav and I, to announce the formation of Eastwood Mac, your 80s cover band? Is that why you're here tonight? <laughs> Is that Mac. why you're here? Eastwood Mac, that, that would work. Uh, I actually thought it would be great to start a cover band called Mullet Bolton. I think Ooh, that'd be great. And be awesome everybody, has, everybody has mullets and I just do covers of Michael Bolton music. That'd be amazing. That'd be fantastic. Uh, we should get that going. <laughs> what a great intro. Thank you for having me on. Uh, talk to you guys all the time. So it's really cool to be here. And yes, uh, the Activision games. I, I think I'm taking mental note of all the questions so far. Um, I was playing Crash Bandicoot uh, 4 a little bit. Uh, I have a little of that back up and I was playing what other Activision game? Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of messing around with those. I was trying to get footage for the videos that we've been kind of putting out with all this information and no Activision games are on Game Pass. So I had to kind of dip into some of the old games I've bought back in the day. But yeah, I've been checking it out. Yeah, That's nice. You got to be careful, though, because we can't really talk about Crash Bandicoot. Because yeah. it's not it's not really an Xbox game. Yeah. It's not an Xbox the- mascot. Yeah, there was uh yeah, there was a developer. Um, I won't say where he's from because he kind of uh, lashed out just a little bit and said that he was gonna block anybody with that. And I responded to him and said, wow. This is a riff off of Aaron Greenberg's profile pick, and he looked into right. it, he goes, Oh my bad. And he apologized to like a bunch of replies and and oh that's uh, pretty cool, man. I didn't it, see that interaction. Wow. Yeah, right. yeah. It was you know, he's uh, he works for a big big studio, so Naughty Dog. But anyway, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I could just see how people are taking this stuff as, as soon as they jump in yeah. and so right. they see, because it kind of has a point, like you've got all these diehard Xbox fans who are po- have the same picture. And then there's a handful of them that are going a little crazy. And uh, I'll have to admit, I did like, put Jim like Ryan's face on there instead um, of Aaron Greenberg's. So I did get a little bit messy <laughs> with it as well. I'm sorry, but I didn't make it my profile picture. I just posted that. I've been a little messy too. But uh, I don't know. It's all fun. I mean, to be fair, the how do I say this? I'll just say it. The PlayStation, some of the PlayStation guys 
were getting really mad. Like they were getting yeah. furious oh, yeah. about oh, yeah. uh, Aaron Greenberg repping Crash Bandicoot. And I looked into it. I'm like, PlayStation's only owned Crash Bandicoot for about a dozen years. And for 14 right. years, it's been on Activision. And uh, there was like nine games, Crash Bandicoot games that are on Xbox, Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's kind of silly. And it because is. they got so mad, I had to join in the fun. Yeah, and, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, you strum them as fanboys there, Colt. You really do. <laughs> Before I move on the map, I also got to give a shout out. You are wearing the sauce shirt, obviously, in honor of the one and only Gaz, who it is his birthday. For anybody who does not know that, did not see that, please go jump in his DMs and wish him a happy birthday. Yeah. Go ahead and add him yeah. on Twitter, we all say happy you. birthday, Gaz. Yeah. It, it's a big day. A great friend of the show in the community, Gaz from Game on Daily. Happy Do birthday, that, Gaz. Please. Absolutely. Good supporter. And gosh, does he love cake. So yeah, send him a happy yes. birthday message as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Hey, uh, Mav, brother. How you been this week, man? Uh, we got an awesome show tonight, obviously. So what have you been up to this week outside of you and I and Steele and Caitlin addicted to a little Rainbow Six extraction? Been doing anything else? I've been looking forward to this show. Yep. And I've been playing Rainbow Six, working, and been kind of kind of sick off and on. So I've been like yeah, really have. tired, you know. But overall... Uh, man, getting energy back now. I'm amped for this, dude. This, this news just doesn't stop. January is one of the <laughs> biggest gaming news months in the history of Xbox. Correct. Of this year. And it's only January. Yeah, this year. I, it's, in, it's insane to think about what the next 11 months could possibly hold. I mean, one month is insane. So we'll, we'll see what's going to happen these next 11, but there's already so much to talk about this early. And we have to keep shifting like what we think we're going to be talking about because it's like every day there's something new. Yeah, we're almost waiting up to showtime to be like, yeah. wait, is there going to be something else? This is how crazy it, it, it's going to be. Hey, Cole, have you uh, jumped into Rainbow Six Extraction at all? Have you tried yep. it? Yeah, yeah, I've played a couple sessions of it. Uh, played with Dealer and um, yeah, trying to get my handle on that game it's uh tough but uh everybody's really liking it and yeah. uh zocker and i were talking about it today soccer 87 and it's like a 72 or 73 metacritic but people really like it so interesting to see what it'll do because siege came out and was kind of like uh it wasn't right. what we thought it would be and then it just kept getting bigger and better so right we'll see what happens but a good get for game pass for sure look it was a good gift for everybody around, right? Ubisoft and Microsoft. It was a, it was a great, it was a great deal to get done for everybody. Cause you know, that game had zero hype coming in. There was a lot of people like, man, I'm not going to spend money on this thing. There's way too many other games out there right now. Why would I spend money on this thing? But drop it in the game pass. Look, the announcement today, 3 million players, right? Or yesterday, whenever it was. It was oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah, see they that. Announced, yeah. They announced 3 million players already first week. Uh, that is huge. And uh, as you could tell, Mav and I and uh, my brother from the Steel Rain and even uh, Caitlin have been jumping in there and it caught us all by surprise. Like I was kind of excited for it because I was like, oh, this looks pretty, this looks pretty good. Uh, but, you know, everybody else, Steel was like, ah, I have zero interest in this game, but I got him to download it off Game Pass, of course. And next thing you know, he's been playing more than me. So that's the power of Game Pass. <laughs> I got the sauce flex. <laughs> um, yeah. 
that's the power of game pass and 3 million uh, people don't lie. So, and I've seen the same thing called a lot, a lot of people uh, jumping in that game and trying it out for the first time and saying, you know what? I actually kind of like this. It's different. It's different mm-hmm. is a big thing. So uh, great start the week. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I've been playing a rainbow six extraction. Um, obviously my NBA 2k 22 got to, got to keep rocking that. Um, and then uh, I've also been uh, working on some risen Two. Uh, they had that huge backwards compatibility yeah. uh, sale. Uh, and I love going back to old games. So I picked up uh, Risen 2. It's a Pirate's Life for me. Uh, and so I've been... Uh, does that hold up? No. No, but it's true. It's graphics-wise, like it, yeah. palette-wise, it's one of the ugliest, muddiest games that I've How does that seen around. HDR work on the brown? This overall, it doesn't. overall shit it doesn't. It just, yeah, just it just makes it more poopy. Okay. That's all it, <laughs> yeah, it goes from diarrhea to just a uh, semi-solid. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will I say thought, I got a great screenshot of the sunset, and that was about it. That okay. was like my best screenshot. <laughs> nice. I, I bought Just Cause 1 for $1.62 yeah. uh, on that sale, and I was like, I remember playing that after I tried Just Cause 2. Yeah. And so I played Just Cause 1. Yeah, right. I bought it. And I played it like two days ago and I was like, oh gosh, like <laughs> it's like 640i with really bad like motion blur. Like when you turn the camera, the motion blur stretches across the whole screen. Oh, God. Ooh, it's rough. I, and I so haven't I'm like, heard the term I used in a while after a resolution. <laughs> yeah, it's like freaking interlace. It's so bad. And I'm like, well, there's $1.62 down yeah. the toilet. I'm not going to play that again. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Like, like I said, I love going back to them. I don't have the issue. I don't have that you know the the 60 frames problem that a lot of people do now after going to you know current gen consoles they can't go back to 30 frames i don't have a problem i've been replaying alpha protocol i do a lot oh, of that kind of i stuff. forgot so, yeah. yeah i was i've played more of i was talking about crash bandicoot i played yeah. it like a half an hour but i played uh two or three hours of prototype two i'm like working my way through the game again i really like that one and yeah. it's 30 frames but you just kind of have to go you know what this is what we're doing <laughs> and uh, it's just crazy you could go back and own and buy or keep playing yeah. these old games that are on back and pat. I, w- I wonder if they're going to any of those after this deal ends up going through, if any of those older ones are going to get that, you know, Probably. FPS boost treatment and some updates um, and stuff like that. You know, I I don't know. It just seems like uh, Jason Ronald's team that works on back and pat decided they're they've done everything they can. They're moving on to other things and they've got things they need to fix like the game DVR and the operating system. There's a bad problem right now. When you hit the Xbox button, um, it won't, the menu won't pop up for several, several seconds. Mm -hmm. So there's like a bug or a glitch they need to work out. So there's a couple of those they've been hanging around and they're just trying to smooth them out. It's so it's just a process, you know, I don't know. Um, Things play, things can change when you drop $70 billion though. That is true. That is true. (laughs) When you have 70 billion to drop in the first place, yeah. Things are anything is possible, yeah. right? So we will see about that. Hey, one other one too. Quick shout out to this game as well. I just picked up because uh, it's back on sale again. I had it on uh, PlayStation Four, but this one did get an FPS boost, and it is a completely different game. Homefront Revolution. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's now got oh, yeah. an FPS boost, and it plays completely different. Like I was like, wow, because I actually kind of enjoyed it on PS4. It was just a fun first person shooter. Um obviously made in the Crytek uh engine. So it holds up graphically uh really, really well. It's actually looks still looks really good. Uh done by one of my favorite double A developers in Deep Silver. 
Um, so I jumped back into that real quick, just briefly to check out the FPS boost. And man, uh, what a difference that makes. So yeah, anybody want to check that out? They've got the complete edition with all the DLC for $3.99 right now. Really? Yeah, hmm. it is worth it. Uh, yeah, I definitely. bought that on Steam back in the day so I could play it at 60, but it's not like the best game. Feels no. like Far Cry 2 in a lot of ways. Like the mechanics, yeah. I, yeah. I always feel like it was in the same engine and by the same developers, but it's not. But no, it, you know it's it was not. way better. <laughs> what? Sidebar, uh, Homefront, the first game that came out in like 2011. Oh boy. 2010. Way back. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. It was like yep. a ripoff of Call of Duty Black Ops. Yes. Uh, it had a lot of, of the same type of missions, but it's actually really good. It's way, way underrated. So absolutely. Uh, I agree. Um, for Colt, you probably don't know, but I'm a grazer, right? So, and I, I love double, I love double A, I love single A games, but I play like a ton of games. I just don't finish a lot of games. So I'm all over the place. So like for me to go back to some of these double A games and stuff is like, it's like you just said, it, it's such a special thing to have that ability on your current console, to be able to yeah, have it on yeah, my it 4k OLED, even if they don't look great, just to know that I have that ability is uh, just amazing. Uh, so, you know, speaking of Crytek. Let's jump into this little bit of news that dropped, right? So um, obviously they threw up a teaser for Crisis 4, right? Uh, number four, they announced, like Jeff Grubb said, it must be nice to announce a game 40 years uh, before you put it out. But <laughs> you know, depend, no matter how long it takes to get here, we know it's going to be impressive. Uh, so Cole, obviously I'll start with you. Uh, first of all, are you a Crisis fan? But uh, more importantly, uh, a follow-up question. Will this be the first game as a minimum spec you will have to have quantum computing? Will that, will, right. Will that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I tried to play the first Crisis when it was remastered two years ago. It's awful. Don't like it. Sorry. They did update uh, just, that now, so if there is a chance. I just it, don't I just yeah. don't like the, the, the way the game plays at all. Crisis 2 is unbelievably mm. amazing that's one of my favorites when i first played i felt like uh this was like 2009 when crisis 2 came out and i thought wow this is like a more mature halo because super suit uh there's aliens you're fighting uh, they're like a covenant they're crazy the way that you chase after their dead body to pick up their little uh the spark things that come <laughs> yep. off of them to get upgrades is totally addicting. You can get in into vehicles like you do in Halo. So it always felt to me like a modern, mature version of Halo. So um, I love, I love Crisis 2. And 3, I was like, eh, I pushed my way through it. But yeah. 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 So no, I thought it was really cool. I thought the teaser was... I, you know, it was what it was. It was a teaser, but, mm -hmm. you know, everybody loves to hear about Crisis, right? And I can't wait to go back to saying but does it run crisis? I can't wait. Right. <laughs> That's been gone too long right now. Mav, uh, crisis fan, and are you excited? And when do you think we'll see this game? Yeah, man. Um, I am a Crytek fan, first off, because they they invented Far Cry, right? They were the original creators of Far Cry, the Cry engine that was used originally for Far Cry, which was one of my favorite games uh, back in the day. You were such a stand for that game. Dude, unbelievable. even the Far Cry Instinct <laughs> Predator on the on the uh, freaking nope. Xbox, I love that. that. The map editor and all that stuff that was on there, the, that the fact that they got that on console back in the day, uh, that's still one of the best map editors that exists today, period. Flat out. Um, so I've always been a fan of Crytek ever since then, and they've gone on, and after they, you know, uh, 
let Ubisoft have Far Cry, they went on and made Crisis, which then became, you know, the in your PC run Crisis, all that stuff, right? Then mm-hmm. Crisis Two, and then you know, Crisis Three was a little bit of a letdown, but then they did Rise. Um, they they've kind of been like going through a lot. It seems like over this last several years, because you you hear their name pop up every once in a while, but there's really nothing. I think coming from I think they what they do that one um, the uh, the Hunt Showdown is that is yeah, that right? That, yeah. So that, oh, that yeah that hmm. kind of launched a little rough, but it plays better now with the FPS uh, with the update to sixty frames and stuff. But uh, I I think this is like a chance for them to really find themselves again because they are what they are is a great creator of of engines, right? To me. Right. Right, sure. they are like have a great engineers, and they and they push the open world genre forward. Like, if you want to say, "Hey, uh, I hate games adopting the Far Cry formula and this open world FPS gameplay," that's that's Crytek. Right. They pretty much invented that, right? So, for them to go and have this new investment in this new era, where like people are just investing so heavily in these games, and to have the ability to put so much into this new, I'm guessing it's going to be CryEngine four mm-hmm. right so i imagine yeah. um to have to have this you know be the next step it could really launch crytek up to becoming one of the top tier developers again you know and yeah. uh I'm, I'm looking forward to it and maybe they'll do rise son of rome 2 as well which has been heavily rumored yeah um i want to <laughs> get to a couple super chats real quick as well before we absolutely go ahead i uh, drawn tj with five dollar super chat <laughs> says hi guys hello drawn tj how are you doing um, appreciate it. And Flame with a $5 super chat. Appreciate you as well, sir. He says, evening guys on the third, please check out uh, dreamscaper on game pass. It's a great roguelike made by three people. You know, personally, he knows personally it's worth your nice. time. Okay. Okay. Dreamscaper. Love I have roguelikes. a lock it in my mind. Yes, right absolutely. Dreamscaper. Got it. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the chat while we're there, uh, by the way, thank you all for joining us, please. Please, 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 business side of things, hit that like button and share this out. Obviously, uh, let's bring more and more new people in. Mav and I have seen so many new people showing up each week. It's just been absolutely uh, amazing uh, to uh, see the growth uh, on this uh, show specifically. So please do that for us. But it is awesome to see all you gamers. Uh, Love you all. And thank you for being here tonight on this special episode. And if you can't tell, we're doing a little different format tonight, right? So normally it's just Mav and I, two-man team, uh, and we're going to deep dive one, two, three topics. But tonight with Colt, uh, first of all, we're going to respect his time. and uh, But we wanted to get through a bunch of these topics that are dropping. So we're going to continue forward with some of the smaller topics. And then, and then we're going to go to everybody's favorite place, Speculation Town, where it is sunny and 75, rainbows, unicorns, all that good stuff. And we are going to talk a little Activision Blizzard and peer into the crystal ball and uh, try to figure out what's going to happen down the road. So uh, get ready for that. Stay tuned for that as well. A hey, real um, quick, Pong. So yeah, just ahead. a correction, self-correction. They're already on CryEngine 5.6. Uh, really? Yeah, I thought that sounded uh, yeah, four sounded like a little I'm old. I'm like a generation behind. Come on, Holy Colt. Crap. You're the tech guy. Jump in here. Well, I mean, I'm not so much tech, but when <laughs> yeah. you said CryEngine 4, I'm like, it sounds like Crisis 2 or 3. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, wow. Dang. Okay. I also was wondering, I don't know about this. I wish we had an expert in here um, on the PC side of things, but when crisis was first out, like the, the gaming PCs was kind of different. Like it wasn't like it is now. 
isn't yeah. it wasn't as prolific so i wonder if they're really going to be pushing the boundaries and make you get like the biggest card but um eh, maybe maybe interesting to see what they do and they they actually might make it a little bit more friendly for the consoles as well uh so obviously they can do whatever they want to but it that that's a good question cole because might uh, have a lot to do with that engine you know yeah for optimization yeah. but um yeah absolutely no i love crytek uh they are like like you know mav said that they're more the engine side of things and engineers uh but th their games are so well done um despite obviously pushing the limits of people breaking their computers over this stuff look at the end of the day the more devs we have the better off it is and the, and the industry is better to have crytek in it and i want them to make a comeback like mav said it would be great to see this uh you know who knows when it's going to be it's probably the way the teaser was done it's probably gonna be five years from night right that's normal. that's normal. Yeah, that's that's normal. And obviously, with the way the industry is right now, uh, you know, there's not enough talent to go around. Uh, you know, that trying resource. To yeah, they're trying to recruit. That's what everybody's doing. You know, that's why we got the Blizzard announcement and all that kind of stuff as well. So, however long it takes, I just hope it's successful uh, because I would like to see them expand. Um, you know, obviously there was at one time it was you know they they were one of the possibilities of coming underneath the Xbox umbrella, which would you know it. From my standpoint, would be amazing. Uh, would be awesome. Uh, but at the end of the day, if they're going to remain independent, they need to see some success here uh, to get kind of back on their feet again. They've 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 definitely had their their low moments uh, over the years as well. So uh, hopefully, hopefully this comes out great because I do like Crisis. Uh, I think the Crisis series is awesome. Uh, I do want to pick up that remastered series and go back to it again. And I'm looking forward to that at some point uh obviously uh whenever we get a break in games which is going to be never but i'll make it i'll squeeze it in at some point <laughs> so um hey look speaking of grub uh he's been brought up a couple times already uh everybody's friend uh mr jeffrey grub grub uh fantastic member of the community he made today a little interesting and he started it off, um, first of all, let's touch on this real quick. He came out with a video uh, claiming that he was uh, heard the news in the woods. But uh, it sounds like because the mess that E3 is or is not going to be at this point by, by all uh, indicators, um, it sounds like some other people are going to pick up some of the slack. Uh, he talked about G4 doing something for E3. Uh, did you hear about this, Colt? No. Wow. That okay. sounds like a big undertaking. Yeah. They, they're looking to kind of, uh, you know, he didn't have, uh, he didn't have real concrete specifics, but they are trying to, you know, it's kind of going to be, as Jeff said, there's a lot, there's going to be more people trying to muscle in on Keeley's cash right at this point, because he's kind of the lone man standing. And I've talked about this for a while now that I thought the industry was big enough for a couple more shows, right? And that if E3 wasn't going to happen, I would hope that some other people along with Keeley would kind of fill that role. But yeah, Grubb alluded to the fact today, kind of came out and did a short YouTube video stating, or just video on Twitter stating that uh, he had heard G4 is going to get in on that action. Again, you didn't hear about it, Colt, um, but you know your initial thoughts, obviously we already knew that E3 is not looking good this year at all. We don't even know what kind of, you know, if they're going to have anything at this point. Uh, what do you think about yeah. other people kind of filling that role? And, and, you know, obviously it's kind of a mess right now because anybody could just drop a show kind of like it was 2020 and it's all yeah. over the place. Do you think there needs to be more organization? Do you think some more people should jump in? Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to go back to normal, but, um, <laughs> <We all do. laughs> 
most everybody has their showcases in the first part of June. So you basically do get an E3 week. Uh, Xbox will have theirs the second Sunday of June, uh, which they usually do. So it'll be about then. Um, Ubisoft always has their big show around that week. Um, there's all those that kind of fly in. You can't really keep track of them. So you don't need somebody to hold everything together, but I would like somebody to hold an event and host something physical, but uh, everything just isn't quite ready uh, for that yet. And I think the G4 team is, uh, they're localized out of California. One of the problems with trying to do an in-person E3, which is, I don't know if that's what this is talking about, but one of the problems with localizing E3 in person is that California is very strict. I'm in Washington state and we're just as strict. Uh, We're masks on in every store, every restaurant. So still uh, for almost two years straight. So that's not going to happen, but um, Jeff Keeley's got like the big December show and we still see that great June or July presence from all the big publishers. So uh, if G4 wants to get all them to come together and put everything all in the same week, then we can, as like fans or content creators, that will give us something to like focus in on and wait for and be ready for. That's important. Yeah. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's kind of been my point all along is like, I understand. And I'll get to you here, man, because I know your opinion already, brother. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot. E3 is more than anything, just kind of a name right now. It's not E3 of old. It hasn't been for a long time. Uh, My point has always been, you really can't put a price on even under just a banner or just a name of E3 having those millions of people focused on a week or two of activities for this industry. You really can't, you know, you can't understate, you can't overstate how much that actually means to have those moments where it's like Christmas for us gamers. Right. And, and when the world is kind of watching and kind of everybody congregates together uh, at that point, but go ahead, Mav. I, I know you're, you know, again, I kind of alluded to your opinion, yeah. but you know, what do you think about this news G4 kind of jumping into it and overall, where are you at with this and, and what they should do kind of to fill in the fill in the blanks? Yeah. First off, I would love if there was just one big massive in-person event like E3. Right. That, that's everybody's what we all want. We all want to be able to go and hang out and uh, see these games and have these big in-person uh, shows where you have the crowd reacting. You know what I mean? It just makes for amazing moments. You know, Right. But without that, to me, digitally is where everything is. Right. It's just a bunch of pre-taped shows that people put. And what E3 was last year was just a website that people went and kind of talked to each other behind the scenes a little bit and not even that much. There was really no uh, media there actually doing anything noteworthy or anything like that. Uh, There was none of the publishers really had anything for any of the media that was there. So as far as E3 being involved themselves, I don't know if it's necessary as long as it's a digital event, right? Because you're not gaining anything as a publisher by paying $100,000 for them to do, to do what? Because you're doing all the work already. You're putting it up publicly on YouTube and streaming services and all this stuff. But I do see the value in it all being together in a short period of time, right? Right. So within a weekend or a week for everybody to celebrate gaming, that's that's the magic of what E3 has always been. It's been what we always call the, 
the Super Bowl of gaming. You know, everybody comes out and they right. they bring their biggest hitters, right? Their their biggest reveals, and they showcase everything all at once. And it's like, oh my god, what's happening at E three? It's crazy, and it draws it draws mass media attention. It draws like mainstream media attention. It, you know, everybody pays attention to it. So that's the magic of it. But without that in person event, you can still have the same thing, in my opinion, without it being called E three. But somebody's got to step up and put it together. Somebody's got to contact all these publishers and say, hey, we, we'd like to schedule you for this time because Ubisoft is going at this time and then this company is going at this time. So if we can get everybody scheduled together, it'd be really nice. Um, whether that's uh, Microsoft or Sony or, or these, these companies maybe working together a little bit to ensure that that still exists would be a benefit. But needing an E3 to do it for them, I don't necessarily see the value in that anymore without the convention. Right? right. So um, that's kind of where I'm at on it. I just I just hope that there it is all within a short period of time. And you can blame some of this on PlayStation and and um, EA and, and some of these other companies for kind of stepping away and, and doing their own events. Right. Separated by months. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to say it's just their fault, but last year we had an E3. Yeah, yeah we did. And, and Ubisoft like barely ha- made a presence uh they they had a few games, but their show was very lackluster. You had uh, Devolver Digital was pretty good. Xbox was E3 last year, right? Without Xbox, would even would we even remember that there was an E3 last year at all? I mean, Gear, Gearbox had Randy Pitchford just walking around talking to uh, movie stars, <laughs> right? Like what what was that? <laughs> that, that we don't That's Randy's that. dream. Come yeah. on, man, don't take that away from. I him. mean, he's going there doing interviewing Kevin Hart. We want to see video games, you know, like. Uh, it doesn't need like unless the publishers step up themselves then what's the point so it's on it's on ubisoft it's on ea it's on activision blizzard it's on take two it's on all these publishers to make it something and you know the e3 didn't make it stopped making it happen a few years back and uh, i'm hoping it can come back in a big way and maybe microsoft can especially after this acquisition goes through with activision blizzard they will have enough muscle around to kind of like Get people to piggyback everybody off together. Of the big show. You know what yeah. I mean? So we'll, we'll see. They've got enough. They're, they're going to have enough to do their own week of shows. It's going to be insane. This point. <laughs> it's, it's, a legitimate, it's a legitimate problem. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be the Xbox show, period. Like, that's it. Like, for a week straight. Yeah. That's what we're going to get. Uh, yeah, no, I agree, Mav. Um, I definitely hope that there's something. And like Colt said, just for us content creators and just, just the media in general, and just for gamers in general, it's just nice. Again, you go back to 2020 when, when, when the pandemic first came and hit and everybody was thrown for a loop that scattered. Hey, just all of a sudden out of the blue, you got, you know, square saying, Hey, this week we're going to do a show. It's like, what, yeah. what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> that was like, that was terrible. Yeah. That was just awful. There was no hype. There was, it no, was good for YouTube channels. Cause there was always content. Sure. There was always content. You're right about that. You're right about that. Now I hope they get it together um, as well. But you know that you know that was the only thing Jeff uh, Grub dropped today. Uh, the insider that he is just shows up and drops a little rumor uh, within yep. his uh, Grub snacks today. And this was this was definitely an interesting one, Colt. He said Xbox is working with certain affinity on a Monster Hunter clone. Um, and Jez has since followed that up. Shout out to Jez, of course. He followed it up, and he confirmed that this uh, rumor is true and that it's called Project Swerte. 
And suerte in Spanish means luck for anybody wondering where they came up with that name. So Project Luck, uh, that's much easier to pronounce for me, and I won't forget. I think it's good luck. Uh, Buena suerte. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, bueno suerte. Yep, correct. So, Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no problem. Uh, So anyways, uh, so uh, yeah, out of the blue today, uh, we got another game uh, potentially in the works. Certain Affinity obviously uh, has uh, worked with Xbox in the past. They worked on a bunch of the Halos. They, you know, they've worked on Call of Duties. Uh, They have done a lot of things uh, in their history. Colt, first thoughts, Monster Hunter. I don't know if you're a Monster Hunter fan, number one, but we do know Obviously, Monster Hunter is pretty big for Capcom. It's it's yeah. worldwide. It is extremely popular. Jez touts that all the time. Jez loves think? Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah, he really does. He really does. Yeah. What do you think, man? Um, I'm not a big Monster Hunter fan. I've tried out the game quite a bit and tried to uh, get a grasp on it. And I know that uh, some of the some of the people I've talked to like are totally hooked on it. So I know that it's got a massive appeal. Um, I can imagine that this team would make something more Western. And I said that I, you know, when this news came up, I sprang to life today and kind of put this video together really quick. I don't often do that. My videos are usually something I've been thinking about for a couple of days. Um, But one of the things I don't really care for in monster hunter is some of the Eastern stuff. Uh, Like there's, there's just interesting RPG elements, different, stylized things that go on monster hunter that are very capcom that don't fit my type of playing so i'm kind of excited about this being a western style uh monster hunter type game so uh maybe there'll be uh i guess you can go in groups of four in monster hunter world if i remember yeah. right yeah yep. so right. yeah it's uh it's very interesting but it's just crazy because one of the things i took away from this was that xbox is constantly out there they're they're doing three things they're working with xbox game studios and you know you know encouraging them and bringing tech support and financial support to get them to make games they're out there looking for acquisitions or publishers or studios to bring on mostly publishers but the other thing they're doing uh, that we've seen like five or six different instances right now is they're looking for people who are teams that are already working on a project or that can work on something for them. Like with uh, IO's project dragon, which is a four player RPG co-op game that we've talked about a little bit. Um, They're just looking for like, Hey, what do you have? Like, can we, can we help you get that done and bring that to the Xbox platform? But this is something where they're actually, because people get mad that Microsoft's going to ruin gaming. They're going to go out and tell them what to make. And this is an instance of the very rare instance where Xbox says, look, we need something kind of like Monster Hunter that can capture that type of audience, uh, something really special for an exclusive. Would you guys be willing to make something like this? And they said yes. Uh, So allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Nothing official yet. But we do know. Mav, that that obviously certain affinity had announced uh, last year that they were working on a new IP um, yep. and that they were excited about it. And they obviously didn't say, hey, we're working with Xbox at that time or whatever the case may be. But that was also thrown in there. But, Mav, you know, like Colt said, they're doing these these kind of three different things to bring this content to us. Right. And when you look at it, you know, 
this one was specific. Grub, Grub had gone on to say, look, they're out there looking. They're not going to force their first party devs, their first party teams into making something they don't want to make. So, if, yeah. you know, if none of their first party teams want to make a Monster Hunter, they're like, fine, no big deal. You guys keep doing your thing. We'll go just go find somebody else to do it. And obviously mm-hmm. they went to somebody that they partnered with a lot, right? They got oh, a yeah. history. Big Again, time. they've done this many, many times too. They've got a history with certain affinity. Um, and they went to them and said, Hey, you know, we're interested in this type of game. Obviously we want more multiplayer experiences for game pass. Are you guys, are you guys down? And like Colt said, they said, yeah. And now we've got this rumor of this game. So Mav, um, monster hunter, where are you at with it? You know, obviously we know the popularity, um, that we already talked about Capcom. It's huge. Uh, you know, again, I would love to jump into it. I like the Eastern style games. Uh, whereas Colt is looking for more of that Western flavor. I like both, but the Eastern style does. But Monster Hunter is one that I just could not put the time in necessary to get good. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't, you know, and when it, when it came out, I also didn't have the community. I wasn't a part of this community. So I didn't have all you guys that I can jump into these, you know, co-op multiplayer games with. And that game is a, is a chore on your own. You can do it for mm-hmm. sure. There's plenty of people that do, but it, it's much better with friends. Mav, where are you at? What do you think, man? Is this uh, exciting for you? Yeah, it is. I, it, it, the thing that you just said, too, is like, it's one that I tried playing solo and tried playing with some randoms, and that was the main thing. Because at that time, the friends I was used to playing with just weren't into games like that, right? Right. right. And now, you know, I, I could go back into it, but there's just so much other stuff to play. It was never worth going back to Monster Hunter World for me. But I did put some time into it. I do really enjoy that game. Um, I've always liked the concept, too, of those Monster Hunter games and stuff. Uh, been around for a long time, right? So this is exciting. I am I kind of had thought that this was what Everwild might kind of end up being. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it turns it out that at first it looked not, that way. Maybe it's not going right. to be now, right? I mean, they're, right. are they going to publish two Monster Hunter-type clone games on their uh, Rare doesn't platform? know what Everwild is yet. So. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> not, right? So, um, But, however... The one big takeaway from this as well is like, you know, Certain Affinity is a veteran studio that's been around for a long time. Right. Um, this is a big deal for them because they're used to working on other people's big franchises. They've done multiplayer for Doom. They've done multiplayer for Halo. They've made, I think they made multiplayer maps for Halo. They've done Call of Duty stuff. Um, they run deep in all of this. And in fact, Max Hoberman, who was the founder uh, came from Bungie, and if you know anything yeah. about um, uh, Bungie and Halo Two, he was the architect of matchmaking, right? Right. Jeez. Which is which has become the architect of matchmaking in pretty much all of console gaming since then. So I, anybody that uh, listens to podcasts regularly, there's an interview that Ryan McCaffrey did with him years ago um, on his show Unfiltered, and he sat down with Max Hoberman, and it was very interesting. He talks about developing the matchmaking system and how that was, like, never been done before and all this stuff and how other games copied it, included Call of Duty and all these other things, and it kind of <laughs> took multiplayer gaming off. Crazy. And Max yeah. Hoberman is is head of that studio, and everything that they usually help on is multiplayer-focused. Right. Right? Right. So this is going to be their big new IP. This is going to take them to another level on a dev studio that's been around for a long time doing great things. So I'm um, first off because of the investment in gaming, I think I'm going to get this opportunity. So it's a great, uh, great thing for them. I'm happy to see that. Um, but there's also another rumor that came out of that pong. Yeah. Yeah, um, there is, <laughs> which is pretty juicy is that they 
could be working on the multiplayer. Or no, sorry, I added that part myself. You they added that be, part. They, <laughs> could be, they could be working. Mav on, broke the story today. Sorry, they could be working at helping uh, Crystal Dynamics and um, an initiative on Perfect Dark, which yep. to me, if you say certain affinity is helping on Perfect Dark. Now, this is just a rumor, right? I think Jez, it came from Jez. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% on that. Um, that means there's probably multiplayer in Perfect Dark because you don't get certain affinity to help on your project for the most part unless there's multiplayer. That's the history of certain affinity. Uh, oh multiplayer gosh. first studio. If there's multiplayer in Perfect Dark, like I, I don't see why you would go to certain affinity for help on it unless there's multiplayer. It's just judging based on their history. So this um, keeps uh, perfect dark keeps coming up with more and more surprises um, that, you know, we thought that perfect dark would be that third person that just one, as Cog says (laughs) from iron Lords, that just want to be that third person action adventure game. We thought it'd be that new IP. It ends up being a reemerging IP Mm -hmm. from rare. And then we find out that it's a first person. Mostly Uh, I'm going to stick with, it will be just like, deus ex mankind divided and uh human revolution where it goes into third person into cover just like the old games did um i think that'll look really cool um the other surprise is that crystal dynamics is coming in to help the initiative the initiative is supposed yep. to be the big triple a <laughs> studio that xbox built quadruple but now, a cult but quadruple yeah. a and <laughs> but we're learning that it's really 50 people that are there to work with contractors and get games built concept get something ready Get contractors right? on it and just crank them out you add crystal dynamics yep. and, and certain affinity it's quintuple a now you know what i mean <laughs> oh right yeah you just start adding them together yeah you solve for x yeah that'll work <laughs> yeah that'll work and don't forget they also said that there's potentially a crossbow in perfect dark so we already yes. know one of the weapons there you go geez where'd you hear that that, that, that was, was also that a same part rumor of, yeah, yeah same rumor that one of her yeah, weapons is gonna um, be a crossbow yeah i'm really gonna <laughs> stick by uh that Perfect Dark will be a first-person shooter mostly, but will go to third-person when you get into cover. And I really hope it is because it's supposed to have um, Mirror's Edge-like movement so you can mantle and slide and and move quickly, but it also has a SWAT uh, Perfect Dark Zero-type aesthetic. It's supposed to be like you're you're playing the game from like a... uh, They want kind of a GoPro-type look. So maybe it's going to have a nice wide view and there's a lot of you know camera movement, so it's very dynamic. Um, and I know people, some people may try to dismiss what Perfect Dark could be, but you have to remember it's Daryl Gallagher. This this man took Tomb Raider that I didn't <laughs> give a crud about growing up and made it into a triple A cinematic, incredible game. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing. Perfect Brought it back Dark. enough to where they saw the value of making a movie about the franchise. <laughs> right, <laughs> that, didn't, that wasn't so, in the cards before. You know, a, a new one rebooting the movie. There was obviously right. the old Angelina Jolie ones, but like right. it made it relevant again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to Square though. Square still doesn't think it sold well. No. So. <laughs> well, that's why, they, that's why they are leasing. I mean, can you imagine yeah. being a lending publisher out, and lending leading, out. like one of your biggest best development studios to another publisher? Like in this day and age now, when like with all this IP and all these games getting kickstarted, you know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, here, here's our, here's one of our biggest, best, uh, development studios. Uh, sure. Go ahead and make your game. Yeah. Uh, there's something to that. This is, this runs deeper, I think, than just, than just a deal. We'll see. Yeah, it does. We'll see. We'll see. They got a lot. Obviously the Activision Blizzard thing came out of the blue and probably changed a whole lot of plans. 
If it was mm-hmm. actually done in a couple of months, that was probably not in their planning of what they had to actually do this year. Uh, and you kind of just scrap, right? You kind of rip up those plans and burn them and say, yeah, this is kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity here. So we got to go ahead and take it. We'll, we'll put those things off to the side for right now uh, and come back to them after this thing gets closed. Uh, Cause that's the main focal point right now uh, for sure. But yeah, no, I think, um, you know, just kind of go back to the certain affinity stuff. I'd love to see this happening. And I think we'll, 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 talk about this a little bit in uh, when we get into Activision Blizzard and kind of looking down the future. But right now, for me, the most exciting thing is that it feels like Xbox is now, now that they have this position of power, right, that they've kind of dug themselves out of that hole from last gen. And now they're really, Mm -hmm. really moving up that mountain that they are looking we already knew, right, with Game Pass, you have to have a diversity of content. You have to have everything in there to keep people interested and to bring new people in, no matter what they like to that service. That's one of the keys to a subscription service. You have to have that diversity. But I, really, to me right now, and, and there's a couple more moves that they'll make, uh, I believe, after the Activision Blizzard uh, deal closes to kind of solidify this, and, and we'll wait and see. But I really think right now what they're looking at is they're really insulating themselves and Colt, you can speak on this real quick if you got any mm-hmm. thoughts on this, but I feel like they're really insulating themselves from the rest of the industry. So they don't have to depend on third-party deals so much. Um, they don't have to worry about, you know, what exclusive Sony's buying up. They don't have to worry about all that nonsense. So they're going out and finding, you know, if they can't, if they can't guarantee that Monster Hunters, the next Monster Hunter is going to be on their platform, right? Or they, right. they don't, they can't, you know, they're not going to go spend the money that Capcom wants to bring it to Game Pass. They're just going to go out and find somebody to make an IP in that mold and make it exclusive to their console and say, hey, if we don't wind up getting the next Monster Hunter, that's okay. We've got this right. game, right? And, it, and you're not going to have a 100% success rate doing that, but you are going to be able to build some things, you know, by doing that, that all of a sudden are now Xbox IP that may not be that monster hunter, but they are something different, something special in their own right on your platform. What do you think about that, Colt? You think I'm on the right track or I'm crazy? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've never had this before as Xbox fans, never. So one of the main drivers for this is Game Pass. So like we're, we're getting like a product of the, of the benefits of being Game Pass subscribers, or even if you're not a Game Pass subscriber, if you never want Game Pass, uh, Game Pass is one of the reasons why you're getting so many games. And um, I don't know, they're just they're going to make so much money because they're going to have so many. <sighs> there's, there's, <laughs> crazy. There will never be a slow <laughs> season again on the Xbox platform. One of the exceptions is there is a bit of a slowdown in the spring because Stalker is being delayed until, until the end of the year. Right. But we still don't know what, third-party gets are coming to game pass Mm -hmm. like they could be a game that's not that old it could be a day and date game from a third-party studio we don't know yet and uh, i'm hoping right now xbox is looking at that at this spring saying we got a little bit of a gap here that's out of our control because stalker needs to be delayed uh what can we do to fix it so yeah i'm it's it's they're i think they're doing the right thing because you can buy you can buy all these studios like everyone's afraid that Xbox is going to buy every publisher. They're not going to. They got Activision for a reason, and they're looking for these other deals to strike. Because that's why you hire Crystal Dynamics. If they're not going to buy them, they could pay them for four or five years while they build the game or however long it takes. At this point, the next two or three years, 
And then when they're done, they can say, thank you, Crystal and Axe, you were great. Uh, there's your last paycheck. We'll call you when we have something new. Yeah. Instead of bringing on a burden of overhead and all those things like that. Yeah. So they're in a really good spot. It's just crazy to see them spin this way. It, it's it funny, some too, people. because as far as a lot of the criticisms that I've been hearing with the Activision Blizzard deal, right, and with the things people were against, but, like, you know, Xbox doesn't create new IP. They don't create new things. They don't They don't foster new ideas. They only mm-hmm. r- uh, stick to their old IPs and stuff. And it's, like, ig- ignorant to the fact of all the new IP we've already had announced this generation. Like, you can just go down a list. I mean, there's, like, Avowed. A Grounded came out. Uh, you know, you had Outer, Outer Worlds is now, you know, going to be a second game. But that's a, a relatively new IP as well. Then you have freaking uh this blizzard game that's gonna be probably xbox exclusive you have yep, the certain so a certain affinity game um you have freaking there's just like there's there's literally so much right and that's on a starfield right um you have obsidian making another new ip you have compulsion with a new ip you have in, in exile working on something we don't know you have redfall redfall you know redfall. Then, yeah. then you already have Deathloop and ghostwire tokyo that are new ips that have already been in the works as well uh, Double Fine is now working on a new IP. Like all, all of these, all of these things, you add it up, it's like insane. The amount of n- new IP that's being created, we're gonna have so much new stuff, and then also the reinvestment to bring old IP back that's been dormant, right? Correct. So it's like the best of so both much. worlds. It's insane, so dude. Um, and, it doesn't. The, the best, arguments don't make it, sense. And the best part about it, Mav and Colt, is like. They tried that with the Xbox One, right? We got new IP, but they had to push that stuff out a lot of times before it was ready, right? Take a look at ReCore. ReCore had a great opportunity. There's mm-hmm. At the base level, ReCore is a good game. There was something there, right? But they had to push it out the door. This time, with the position that they're in, with all that they've acquired, with all that they have in the works, they don't have to force anything out the door. They can let these devs do what they do best and make sure mm-hmm. these games come out with that polish that obviously Sony is well known for and not force it. They don't have to anymore. And that's the best part that this new IP will have a chance to actually flourish instead of being pushed out half baked and everybody going, mm, this don't taste so good. Yeah. I forgot or, about contraband. This could have been border. Project Dragon. Yeah. Contraband. Well. Yeah. Project <laughs> There's a whole bunch of them. I can't <laughs> even keep up with them. Every I, I tried to do this video about, I tried to do this video about the Activision Blizzard acquisition and what could ha- what could possibly come out of the franchises, and I wanted to talk about ZeniMax and Bethesda and these global publishing games. And I wrote up the script and I recorded. I'm like, I missed this and this and this, and I went back and cut in two minutes worth of games. And I'm like, I still didn't even get half of the games that are. It's it's nuts. They they, I think when you when Pong was talking about the getting the games out the door the old leadership on xbox used to say you know oh, we need something for fiscal yeah. you know for mm-hmm. fiscal year or quarter three like and they would i think they would just say just do it just 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 release it and uh when phil came in <laughs> i think he had to deal with kind of a mess because platinum was asking for another year and they were asking for more money, more money. <laughs> and phil went and looked at that and goes no uh, oh, no we've, we've been paying you for four years you're not even close you want another year? And, they, and he probably knew they wanted more than another year, which is more money, not just the time when you're working with a third-party studio. And Phil's like, no, you're done. Go. You, you release six games for PlayStation while you're working on Scalebound 
well, we're done with you. And um, I don't, I don't, they don't do that anymore. Now it seems like just work on the game until it's done. Psychonauts took a little longer than it was supposed okay. to because they just kept working until it was just right. And we get such a better product. And I feel like the, what's so great about like uh, Sean Layden and the, and the leadership that was at PlayStation um, and it's still there where they say, just keep, just get it right. It's got to have this place stamp of approval. And now Xbox is getting, we've already saw last year, 2021 was like full of the Xbox stamp of approval. Right. Um, everybody was shocked and surprised with how that year went for Xbox. So how many games I like it. are in game pass that were at the game awards last year? Right. Uh, yeah, there's several. And, you know, Xbox had a couple of studios represented in the nominations and that doesn't happen very often. So yep. it's a totally different team now. Yeah. And we get death loop uh, this year as well at it, which is going to mm-hmm. be awesome. Um, speaking of 2021 and that great end to 2021 for Xbox, it was announced this week. Sati came out and announced over 20 million players for halo already. Yeah. Biggest halo launch in history. And then followed that up with, Forza Horizon 5 now at 18 million <laughs> players already. Look, we've talked about this on the show. Colt, you guys have been talking about this. You've talked about this nonstop. But mm-hmm. to hear those numbers, there was a lot of curiosity around Halo, right? How were they going to announce it? Were they going to announce numbers? You know, what was the free-to-play going to do? Obviously, we all kind of assumed that it was going to be nothing but a huge success. But when you hear number 20 million for Halo Infinite, uh, Colt, What's your thoughts, man? I mean, after seeing it, you know, after all the turmoil, like we just talked about, right? Pushing mm-hmm. things out the door and then Bill coming in, changing that philosophy a lot of ways. And then we saw, you know, Halo Infinite show, not show well, obviously. And then the, the oh, delay for a year, right? A year delay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was super rocky. Um, I knew that doing free to play was going to be a big deal for Halo Infinite and that it would get big numbers. But the reaction from the community has been, slightly annoying um that they treat halo infinite as it's only a free-to-play game right. they try to compare it to other games there was some xbox fans saying you know god of war you know sold 18 million and it was out for four years which is a full price purchase but uh you can bet that if god of war had a free-to-player multiplayer mode the way that game came out if it had a free-to-player multi multiplayer mode that was as popular as you know something that was popular for 20 years like halo you can bet that god of war would have seen a brag of 20 million users in the first one first month of playing and that's really impressive um so the other one is forza horizon which had 18 million which is just a niche racing game so xbox is (laughs) really doing well once they get beyond the halo gears and forza thing right because they've their studios have always been amazing it was because we talked about recore like 10 minutes ago right it's their third party stuff that was no good so i have uh, a lot better outlook for their third party offering when they go and get io interactive working on something or right. this uh new studio um I was. I want to say creative assembly. Certain, certain affinity. affinity. Certain affinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something like that. Uh, with certain affinity, I like, like Mav and I love creative assembly too. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, do too. I do too. I do too. And uh, I get certain affinity, creative assembly, and crystal dynamics confused all the yeah, time. Yeah, I get those <laughs> kind of mixed up. But um, I have a lot more confidence in what the Xbox, you know, studio management team is going to be doing with those games. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, it's it was a really good spot with 
what their offerings are going to be. So yeah, yeah I'm pretty glad. Halo dead. Halo's dead. It's, Halo's it's an dead. old game. It's an old game. Uh, Mav, obviously you are a big Halo player. Obviously you've been branching out too, because there's so much to play right now, but you've put plenty of time into Halo infinite at this point. Yeah. Uh, anything shock you about that number uh, for either Halo or for Forza, which obviously is gigantic for forza forza is now no doubt king of the racers and yeah. i can't wait for motorsport to come out but uh, which will you, probably be this year as well we'll see i exactly. mean we haven't gotten an announcement yep. but i would bet on that like if you were to ask they said right they've now, got some exciting news coming up in 2022 yes. so i imagine and i imagine it's going to be mind-blowing because forza horizon the open world racer looked like that yeah you know mm-hmm. uh, and and they're sharing tech you know and everything uh at turn 10 is the is the is the engineer team more more so where they're crafting the engine and stuff you know so i'm really curious how mind-blowing forza motorsport's gonna be as well and as far as like is it gonna be next gen only that's still up in the air right now because when that game got revealed that game got revealed it only had series x and s and pc on the tagline but i've heard uh, people like dealer talking about it that like currently it may be in a testing phase playable on a Xbox one or something like that. I'm yeah. Not- that there is an Xbox one version. And, and I mean, it's not far fetched to think that because yeah. you can get it running on an Xbox one, you know, but with the, how they're talking about the physics with the new consoles, they can get uh, 48 times the mm-hmm. refresh on physics reactions and in real time, that's not happening on an Xbox one. So uh, maybe they have a version yeah, it could be two separate versions. Like like Forza Horizon Five, is, I'm amazed that it's on an Xbox One as well, right? Mm-hmm. But if you play it on a Series X, like it's absolutely insane. Um, yeah, is, I I just think it's a testament to Xbox's dedication to quality at this point. Like, would it yeah. would they have seen that success if they did launch it a year ago without delaying it? Right? I I don't right. know. Maybe it would have come out and then lost like the attention. People are like oh. Here, here we go, Halo 5 all over again or, or whatever. But they seem like they came out with a better plan. They brought Satan in, and he kind of refocused everything. And 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 I always knew the free-to-play thing was going to be huge for the game just because if you if you come out with something, right, like that's locked behind any kind of a larger paywall, you're, you're limiting your avenue for success, right? It's just a, it's just yeah. a barrier. And then you're not going to sell... 50 million copies within a couple months to to something that costs 60 bucks, 70 bucks. It's just, it's just not going to do that as, on a multiplayer focused game as well. Right. So uh, battlefield, I would say part of their struggles has been because it's not, hasn't been free to play. Now you're talking about them going to the free to play model. Right. So yeah, um, it's free to play is the way to go. I know that at halo traditionalists and halo fans are like, I don't want that. You know, I don't want that. Right. But for, for me, when I was looking at it, when they announced it was going to be free to play, I was like, thank you, because I know that's what's best for the success of the of the game. And if that means I get more Halo, then that's great for me, right? And I didn't want to see the situation where it launched out there and then potentially, you know, got a few bad reviews or something and then and then kind of tanked within a couple months, which we're seeing the Battlefield now, right? Which oh, it, it could have been yeah. Halo. Could you imagine if you switched like the... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, those two franchises right now, like well, that could right. have been Halo, legitimately, right? Um, mm-hmm. But instead, we got a good, solid campaign. We get to look forward to more. We get to look forward to the co-op coming out. We have the free-to-play multiplayer that we have new content looking forward to. We got Forge mode to look forward to, and it's already great as it is, right? So 
I think it's in a great place. And for 20 million, that's only going to grow because that's the other beauty of the free to play model with, with new content, you're always going to get new engagement, new players, and there's no, nothing keeping people out in a way. It's just inviting people in. Right. So, um, I love that formula for it. Single player wise, man, I love the game. I know you loved it too, Colt, the the campaign. I remember seeing some of your feedback and I think they nailed both aspects to this point. Now they still got some ways to go with the story in the future, but uh, it's just dedication to quality, making that decision to delay it for a year. How bitter of a pill was that to swallow back then? Was it missing the launch <laughs> of the Xbox uh, Series X and S? I mean, God, that had to be so, so difficult to do. But you got that, yeah. and then Forza, now they're on the path to success because they got the momentum because they dedicated themselves to quality. And I think it's going to continue. For sure. Yeah. No, I, I can't agree anymore. I still say that decision by Phil. I, I would love to be a fly on the wall with that conversation with Satya. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah Satya. Um, look, I know we got a couple hundred yeah. million in marketing wrapped up, but uh, we can't we can't launch that thing this year. Sorry, man. Satya's really like, sorry. it's okay. If there's any more delays, I'll just go buy Activision <laughs> Blizzard for you so you have more content to keep it up. You know, let's go. I mean, I, I still say it was one of the most courageous decisions mm-hmm. in the game industry to do that. Yeah, and they weren't worried about the money or the revenue. No, yeah, no. Like they wanted that momentum from Game Correct. Pass and and Correct. the bad optics. Uh, yes, is not something they wanted to have to deal with. Um, and of course, three four three hated that. They wanted yeah. it, but they hated it as much as we did. Um, yeah. yeah, but the, the campaign came out great, and people were excited. And uh, one yeah. thing we should talk about regarding yeah. the, the, like th- that reaction. Yeah, uh, they're just that the reaction of people was all over the board uh, <laughs> as far as what's fair is not fair. But uh, I just had so many conversations with people about that, that 20 million is no big deal for a free to play game. And it's just it's such a different argument. Um, like Call of Duty Warzone has like 100 million people have, have played that game or something. Um, but it's been out for, you know, almost two years. It's I don't know. It's a, I just want to remind people that it's an archaic way to look at yeah. games to only look at a sales figure because right. right now Halo Infinite was one of the biggest games that came out in 2021. Whether you want to agree with me or not, it was one of the biggest releases. It's out on Game Pass. It's on Xbox One. It's on Xbox Series consoles. It's on PC. It's on Steam and Windows Store. So, um, and you could also play it on the cloud. Like it's anywhere and anywhere. So sales numbers don't really matter. And you can obviously tell, tell that Microsoft and Xbox don't care about sales numbers either. And they definitely don't rely on them because they made a bunch of money in this past year with that, uh, those financial reports. Like they're doing really, really well. So they're, uh, we're not doing it like PlayStation thing is working for them. So Colt, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. They can't do it, Colt. (laughs) They're just bleeding money left and right. Now, you bring up a good point, though, Colt. Uh, Again, the the old mindset just doesn't work anymore. And it's really, I understand. I'm an old guy, right? Mm -hmm. I have my old ways, you know, that I've been set in for a very long time. The more you get used to something, the more that something's been one way. And all of a sudden that change happens. Very hard sometimes to adapt to that and to adjust your thinking and say, hey, that, that that is gone now. We've really got to, I've got to learn how to look at it from a different perspective at this point. And I think that that's what people 
are going to be doing this entire generation as we move forward. Cause I think Xbox is obviously the trendsetter. They are obviously the leaders. They are breaking new ground. That's never been done in this industry before uh, in a, in a bunch of different ways. And I think that for those of us that like to discuss this stuff and talk about it, it is important mm-hmm. that we say, Hey, those old models. Yeah. There's still some people playing by those old models, but Xbox is in a totally different field, playing a whole different game by a whole new set of rules. Right. And they're they're waiting for a competitor to jump in here who's going to play by that by by that same set of rules. And that's what they're preparing for is an Amazon, is an Apple, is a 10 cent. Somebody really jump in and say, hey, we're going to we're going to go one on one with you here. This is what we're going to do. And that's why they don't want Activision Blizzard to go one of those guys. Correct. Absolutely. Of course. Of course. Uh, You know, so, yeah, air spot on Colt. Uh, It it is interesting to watch the discussions around the community happen and, and the in the different perspectives and you could see the people that are still hanging on obviously to the old right. ways right yep. <laughs> the, yep. Dear, yep. Dear, dear life no no i must have my sales figures i must be able to brag <laughs> i must be able to do all that stuff and that's just not where we're at anymore it's it's a totally different look uh, so before we get into activision blizzard a little bit one last thing uh which was kind of exciting i think we should jump in this one real quick here ea comes out EA finally the 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 lights seem to be turning on, right? They finally figured out that Vincent Pella and his team at Respawn yes. are geniuses. They know what they're doing. And hey, let's just give them the whole Lucas Films thing deal. Yeah, he's like, got a lot on his all plate now. I mean, he's got Star yeah, Wars. He does. He's, he's got, got dice too. I mean, yeah, he's got on. dice too. But but they finally realized that they should probably just make him king of EA and just let him write because <laughs> it would be a lot easier if they just did that. Uh, but yeah, so they come out and announce three, not one, not two, but three new Star Wars games. One of them we all kind of assumed was already in the works, right? Jedi Fallen Order 2. Um, we kind of knew that that sequel was coming, obviously, after the success of the first one, the praise that the first one got. So they finally confirmed that. But then we get word that they're working on a new first-person shooter kind of Star oh, Wars man. game. Which yeah. are we? Are we going back to Battlefront? I mean, what what are we doing here? Right? No, so no. I, yeah. think, I, no, think no, I think I think more so. of like a rebirth of the like uh, what was the what was the uh, other Star Wars bounty game that came bounty out? hunter Republic Commando yes, Republic Commando, Republic Commando. Yeah. that's what Jasper was yeah. talking about. He said he yeah. just wants Republic Commando to Republic Commando. You know that would be so. amazing. And then we also get them announcing a strategy game, which me and Mav are extremely excited about. Colt, I don't know if you're into strategy games or not, but uh, they are working on a strategy game with another studio called Bit Reactor, uh, which is headed by Greg Forch, uh, who is XCOM. And they have a lot of XCOM people over there. So, yes, I, as being an XCOM fan, I am extremely excited about this. Can you play as Jabba the Hutt? Oh man, would that be crazy? Dude, I got visions for what this game could be. You have five moves. Oh. <laughs> Slithers. <laughs> right, what do you what do you no, your no, attack no, move is Java? I always wonder, like, is he just gonna reach out and grab and eat somebody or yeah, right? <laughs> just slams his tail down. Yeah. He has to turn and slam his tail down. Yeah, it's it's a tailwind. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh so yeah so that was kind of really cool not one not two but three of them cold what do you think man vincent pella charge uh, all this star wars what you got yeah, you've got hits? like the the first person star wars game and then um you've got jedi, jedi fallen, fallen order, order 2, 2. 
and then a strategy game. Yep. I mean, holy smokes, Jedi Fallen Order 2 is so great. Um, that map is so cumbersome, but I'm not <laughs> so worried about fix. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about what they're making. Um, right now, <laughs> the Star Wars games are better than the movies, the new movies for me. Like, uh, yeah, and some of the, some of the TV shows are great. Yes. So, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. excited. Uh, I get I get a little iffy. I you know we're like the same age, Pong. So like we grew up on the old Star Wars movies, and Correct. they kind of gone a different way. And some of the <laughs> some have been really great. We were just like talking the, about that change, offshoot. Colt. We were just talking about that change. We're talking right? about that change. Like, I'm a big fan of the offshoot movies and yeah. a big fan of Mandalorian and stuff like that. I think it's really, really cool. So I know that there's really good things happening with Star Wars. The old games are really great, too. So yes. I'm excited about this. Uh, it'll be multi-plats, of course. Yeah, and of course. Uh, hopefully PlayStation keeps their, their money hatting out of this. Their, their grubby little hands off of I them. mean, because we're seeing... I guess we should have said this a while ago, but we're seeing how Xbox is going out and saying, Hey, can you make a game for us? Or, Hey, can we help you finish that game? We'll fund it. And PlayStation's like, Oh, you're doing that big IP. We're going to, we're going to take time to exclusivity of it. And um, either of those can be bad. I'm assuming you're referring to KOTOR. Of course. So <laughs> yeah. like we you have this whole organic growth argument where yeah. Sony organically grows. They make smoothies for all their studio heads and, and everyone they hire has come right out of college and has never seen anything but a PlayStation logo. It's like, no, they don't. Like every half of PlayStation studios have been bought. The other half have been built. Everybody at all those PlayStation studios has come from other big teams. Some of them come from Xbox. Some of them come from Nintendo. Some of them come from Zynga. So, like, it's just ridiculous, this organic growth and cultivating thing. It drives me crazy. And uh, I would rather live in an era where Xbox is going out and putting money forward to get more games. To me, as a because <laughs> we have to think about what you want as a consumer. Me, as a fan, I want more games on my favorite platform I'm going to play on. And if they're going to go buy stuff or build stuff or whatever, I just want great games. I don't need to, to I don't need their games to be made like out of like freaking kale and uh, this organic growth with <laughs> miracle grow on it. It's a week. We, it's a week. You got to have game. your greens though, Colt. Greens are important. You gotta hey, get my green used to be Mountain Dew, but I'm trying to stay off that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good for you, man. Can we have Wheatgrass I... Smoothie, the game, come oh, out God. Uh, exclusively on PlayStation? Jeez. Why not? Why not? Right. It's Let's all go. organic. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, I know I sound kind of rude. It just gets a little old, man. It just no, gets it, old. It, it, it does get old. And Cole, I mean, again, it's funny how they ignore the fact that every single acquisition that Xbox has made, they are growing all those studios. All those studios are hiring. All mm-hmm. those studios are organically growing to even something better. A lot of the studios that they made, that they, that they brought in uh, were studios that were kind of forgotten studios sure you had your obsidians but you had your in exiles which people wasn't a household name per se unless you were big fans of their games xbox is making them a household name and they're letting them grow giving them new studios right um letting them build new sound stages all that kind of stuff they're doing it organically just because it was created prior to same thing sony did come on man Mm -hmm. come on come on come on come on come on it's dumb and we got the initiative as a full homegrown type studio but even that's not organic because they're grabbing from the best of the best in the, in the i mean but everybody yeah everybody that works in the initiative came from right. activision uh right. take Naughty two rock stars yeah. you know, sony Dog. santa monica yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, just take your dumb. organic thing and just get out just they get out want here with that. they want microsoft to build a special college 
only the devs that come out of that college can work for Xbox. <laughs> no, they're going to start recruiting them as children, like Master Chief. Children? Right, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, they're like Padawans. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Matt, Matt what do you think about the Star Wars announcements, man? Man, it's cool. Dude, Star Wars is going big right now. Lots of guys going out getting yeah. Star Wars games. Ubisoft's working on one with Massive. Shout out to Disney right? for opening up the licensing, right? Yeah. Shout out to Disney. It was closed God. for so long. Man, yeah. it was last generation like ea really squandered that opportunity you know they <laughs> yeah. they had battlefront which was semi-successful battlefront 2 launched as a disaster right it came back right it's a good game now yeah. um yeah jedi fallen order they had that finally i think disney saw respawn respawn it was like okay this was great for us and ea is like this is great let's do more of this right and uh that's super successful game so i mean they're stepping out of their wheelhouse too because respawn is not known for making strategy games right you're talking about they were came from the teams that were from Infinity Ward originally, right? So uh, you're talking about guys that were Call of Duty vets that went on to end up creating Titanfall and uh, other first-person shooters and stuff. And then remember when Jedi Fallen Order was announced, I was like, oh, that's different for Respawn. It's cool. Then they nailed it. Right. Then mm-hmm. they do this, like, Medal of Honor VR thing that they – I think they won, like, a an Oscar or a Grammy or some crap like that for, for that thing that they did. Really? It's insane. Like, Respawn can do no wrong right now. So, you know, the, Vincent Pella has had that studio in a great place. Three new games. I'm excited for each one of them. I don't even know what they are because I know it's right. Respawn is involved, right? Yep. Um, but you can't same. be excited, Matt. I, I know. know that's like, I'm excited. <laughs> what gets me excited is when a developer that I like has a new game coming out, right? Yeah. That, that yeah. gets me excited. People are like, what? How are you excited for Starfield? You don't know anything about it. I'm like, shut up, man. I know that since Todd <laughs> yeah, Howard. You always next. get the, you haven't seen any of Starfield. How can you yeah. be excited? Don't and then they turn to. around and they go, Kortor is exclusive to PS5. Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they get that uh, all the time, man. And like, So I'm excited about, uh, was it Quantic Dream has this big Star Wars like game yep. coming out? Also. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. my God. Yeah. Yep. Then we that's got the right. Ubisoft one that's going to be probably like the Division Mandalorian style, like, what is game. the Ubisoft game? It's made by the Massive Ubisoft. Entertainment and the Snowdrop yep. Engine, and the guys Snow that make Drop the Division. Engine. Gorgeous. What the heck, man? That's, yeah. uh, that's almost too much Star Wars. <laughs> that's gonna be Don't insane. say that, Colt. We're going to get say Star that. Wars making out up the for ass, a lot of years. You know? <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I mean, when you when you think about it, like every year there'll be a big Star Wars game in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So there'll be one, probably one per year right. by the time they'll start rolling out. Yeah, I'm pumped, dude. I, I just think it's great for gaming to have all these IPs. Like licensed games aren't what they used to be. Right, right. You remember when like they used to be bad. You can remember. You can blame (laughs) Activision actually for some of this (laughs) because most of it. Yeah, they they had so many bad licensed games back in the day. Right, Uh, there's just like every year there's like five. Back on the NES and stuff, Activision had some really horrible stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, movie tie-in games were always really bad. There's like two exceptions. I think one is uh, 007 uh, Goldeneye, and uh, one other game I don't remember, but. The yeah, Wolverine it's, game it's they different. Did was pretty good. Um, by Raven Software, that was on oh, I was yeah. when I was playing Prototype Two. You've got the claws, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, this is Wolverine, Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> at 30 frames. But um, I don't know. It's I just Todd Howard said about Fallout Five and Elder Scrolls. He said to Ryan McCaffrey of IGN, he said, "If I could, I would just like wave my magic wand, and the game would be out right now." So yep. because they because as developers, this is what I it's got to suck so bad to know you're you have this great game you want to make 
And you know, it's going to take you four years, four more years after you've concepted it to actually bring it out and get it ready to market. And those developers just want the game to be out so everyone can play it and talk about it and they can be in the news and, and be, uh, have be in the community. So yeah, I, I feel, I feel for them there. Yeah, no, Mav and I actually played that clip for our audience a couple weeks ago uh, to let everybody know about that because we had that discussion, right? Yeah. If you don't know what Todd Howard's all about here, watch this entire clip. He'll tell you. He wishes that, you know, a week, maybe a two at the max before that's when he shows you. So, of course, we haven't seen it. Yeah, he doesn't like how long it takes and they don't rush their games. Uh, Fallout 76 was just a uh, kind of an anomaly in their long career. Uh, yeah. and, and that was, well, that was that wasn't even the 18 that was austin was the primary developer behind that which yeah. is not yeah. the big 18 behind there and then plus the uh it's an online thing that's just completely different kind of game to create in the first place right so um, yeah, there was I mean, really it's, no it's story just... or anything to go with that it was just about putting a world together and, and they um, promised I mean, he's basically ex- almost basically yeah. they've almost admitted it was a mistake uh how they went about fallout 76 so I get so many people saying, but this is good. You know, Starfield's just going to be another Fallout 76. I'm like, you don't pay attention at all. No, not at all. ever. <laughs> they don't know anything about the history of Bethesda Game Studios, about Elder Scrolls Morrowind, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, Fallout 3, Fallout 4. That's the team that's making this game. Yeah. Right. right? There's a reason. Once in a generation sense. type games. Once yeah. in a generation type games. That's what you can expect. So uh, definitely excited for Starfield. So, Boy, that hour and 15 minutes flew by. So let's get down to it. For anybody who still doesn't know, uh, Microsoft went out and made a little purchase. We could say Microsoft and Xbox now, and we can interchange them because Phil Spencer has a new title as CEO of Microsoft Gaming. So uh, this all works now, but Microsoft went out and made a little purchase of a company called Activision Blizzard, who has been in some serious, serious trouble uh, and, uh, that's what we've been all talking about for the past, uh, two weeks now, week now, geez, oh man, whatever it's been, um, crazy times cult. Uh, so what, what Mav and I like to do, we like to take a trip to speculation town. We like to check out and kind of just play armchair CEOs. Right. And we kind of looked at the industry and where it's going. And obviously this being historic in terms of size and scope and what the ripple effects are going to be down the road. So, Cole, let's start here. We've You've talked about this plenty on your show, on other mm-hmm. shows as well, videos, et cetera. But let's get this one out of the way because it's still everybody's main point. So let's just hit this out of the, out of the park right to start out, right? Um, has your opinion changed at all? Now, the dust is settling on Call of Duty exclusivity. What do you expect? Mm, has it kind of changed at all? <laughs> this, this is so difficult. Yes, my opinion has changed. Okay. Um, when this first news this news came out, I was like, as, as soon as the Call of Duties that are already marketed or planned, it's exclusive. Yep. I'm mostly still there, but I had Hogla and Brad Sams on my show yes, last week. Yes, you did. Great show. Yeah. Great show. They made such good points, like undeniable points in their personal opinions or their professional opinion of why Xbox will keep it multi-plat. So... But in the same breath, they've also said that this war zone and, and the war zone, the new war zone, war zone two could, yeah, <laughs> could keep it multi-plat. Mm-hmm. And then it's just so weird because it's not legalese that Phil said in his tweet. It's P 
PR talk, you know, it's, right. it was a, it was kind of a warm publicity stunt. And I work in communications and marketing for my real job. Yeah. So when he wrote this tweet, I was like, using the word desire and the vagueness is so perfect because it slams uh, Xbox forward into the new circuit where everyone's right. talking about it. And all the articles are going to hit the sites where all of the journalists and the media have to second guess or predict what Phil means by this. And um, so it's really tough for me to say about the exclusivity, but in the end, they don't have to give PlayStation Call of Duty just to get approval from the committee and the antitrust and the, the uh, regulatory committee. They don't need to say, look, I know this is a big deal, but don't be afraid. We're going to keep Call of Duty everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's not going to, that has nothing to do with antitrust or monopoly or anything. And Hoglaw made a really good point about how that has nothing to do with a monopoly. This isn't anywhere near a monopoly. Right. So you can't even use that word. If you do, right. you just misinformed. So <laughs> right. there's really no logical reason for, here's the only reason the only reason to put call of duty on playstation is so that xbox doesn't look like the bad guy to the general public mm -hmm. that's the only reason Correct. and that's one of the things they they kind of pushed in their reasoning yeah no and, and it's it's a fair point to catch everybody up to this week we also did get word that it kind of has been confirmed at this point that they've got about uh what the contract runs through 2023 so they're going to get two more call of duties three and then and then warzone two right so they're gonna get oh, two okay, mainline yes. two mainline i should have said mainline two mainline franchise well, uh, games and then warzone two but it could be it could be uh yeah that's true because it's 2022's call of duty 2023's and 2024 right okay yeah well, I think so, the, I think Warzone would drop probably with 2023s. 2023, they I think oh, the, with the other one was the end yeah. of 2023. That's perfect two. then. Yeah. That's actually yeah. really perfect. Yeah. And so then at that point the all bets are off, right? Then at that point that's where I guess the wording was it gets hazy. Let, let me ask it. you guys this in yeah. speculation Shoot. town. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do you we think that um Mav, do you think that next year's Call of Duty will just come day and date on game pass even though the the deal isn't done see that i don't know like that's an interesting question because i don't know what the rules are here right <laughs> now i understand right. that they can make a deal still as separate entities and what's in each uh, each other's best interest right so are they allowed to for that best interest to be changed because of this like now the other key to that is you the playstation contracts in the past have been very uh We've seen them, the one that they did with Capcom about not allowing your game with the marketing deal to go to Game Pass, right, or any other mm -hmm. services. So if that is the case, I don't know, even in the 2023 one, if potentially that could come to Game Pass day one, right? So that's a big question mark for me. Now, we, I think we may have seen some of the ZeniMax Bethesda games come to Game Pass before that deal was finalized. Um, I can't remember 100%, but I think some of the older, like, Doom games hit there with... Um, yes. But I would hope so, it, just because it'd be freaking cool and exciting to have a bunch of Call of Duty games, uh, or especially that one, hit day one. But, man, I think the contracts are probably going to be the, the sticking point here. But after that, 
I don't know, man. It's like after 2023, I, I keep yeah. going back and forth as well because, you know, the, I think it's you can make a case for both, right? Let me I, ask. Let me ask Pong a question then. Yeah, shoot. on your guys' show. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. I told you you could do this. We're all about this. this is free flow, uh, Pong, man. do you think that yeah. there is any written uh, stipulation in PlayStation's marketing deal with Call of Duty that Call of Duty can't come to another service, even though it's a multiplat? My best guess, yes. My best guess really? is that they, yeah, my best guess is they had that language written in there. And I'll but go like, even what s- do they hold? What do they hold? Uh, exclusivity of like they have marketing rights they get some exclusive map packs Maps and, first yeah. and all that it's, the, it's the marketing rights i think because that's what they did with was it resident evil i think that had that one of those documents legal documents leaked last year the year before and it was a with capcom and it had but, it was a big deal we we're all talking about it at the time and it yeah. had this language in there about hey you can't be on anybody else's subscription service subscription service and it was a marketing yeah. deal for like five million dollars or something Something like that for advertising and stuff. So, um, but Call of Duty holds a lot of weight too, you know. So it's interesting it where those conversations Ooh, a lot of money. go. Yep, a lot of money. And what? I mean, let me throw this wrinkle in there too. They could also have language in there if you think about it. When they signed this extension, if they already knew that Spartacus was coming, mm-hmm. they could have first rights to their service as well in that contract. They could have Yikes. written in there. Yeah, wouldn't that be strange? Would that yeah. be? Yeah, because you know, like. We've talked about, and Cole, I'm sure you've thought about this as well. What is what is what is Sony going to do with Spartacus to compete with Xbox and Game Pass because they can't necessarily do they don't even have the content right now to be able to compete one for one, right? Not even close. So what are they going to do? They're going to load up on third party deals, and there's going to yeah. be third parties are going to be interested in Spartacus depending on the number of people that get converted over. But we already know that that base of Sony fans are going to be easily converted. They could jump out the gates with a big subscription number out right away, right? They might not have the growth period per se. Now, whether or not they can retain them is going to be a whole nother story, but they could jump out with some big shiny numbers and third parties as they've done in the past show preference towards Sony anyways, just because of that 120, 140 million base, they could just cut deals for Spartacus you know, easier than what Xbox has done for Game Pass until yeah. recently. Yeah. So, you know, I, w- I want to ask this too, though, because, all right, so uh, moving past that, you go after 2023, right? Xbox has never really had a franchise like this that they've even thought about putting on another platform. So right. at that point, you know, I would assume the status quo contracts are not going to exist anymore for what the deals that PlayStation had been used to be signing to get Activision games. So when X, I think part of the reason here is where he's using the words desire is because they got to negotiate, right? After this deal gets finalized and Microsoft has control, it's like, okay, all right, let's sit at the table. What, like, is it going to be 30%? 30% is not going to work for us. Maybe 10%, right? Or, or 15% or whatever, you know, there's negotiation that, that can take place to get call of duty on PlayStation after the fact. So, I think the word desire is because I think two things. I think the, the structured development of Call of Duty will change. Uh, you're not going to potentially have the yearly release schedule anymore. Um, I think they're going to free up those devs to work on other titles. Um, and Hopefully, then also yeah. for a huge 
game to drop like that on a PlayStation that has Microsoft Game Studios or Xbox Game Studios showing up on the splash screen. Um, I think it's going to be a negotiation from there. Um, where it's going to get interesting is Warzone and stuff because I think that a lot of those deals are probably going to remain in place. You know? Yeah. Um, um, I don't think Phil would say we desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation if uh, I always get, I always put the, the, the horse to get ahead of the cart horse against the the cart against the, hor- <laughs> the, the horse the, the, the horse the and the horse cart and the horse and the horse, I throw the horse in the river and then i pull the cart myself <laughs> wait a minute it's gotta be your bull <laughs> <laughs> um I, I was asking the same question and so is your chat like yeah someone says what if activision already signed a deal with playstation to come to spartacus i think Phil would already know that was happening, especially when he says, I talked to PlayStation and our, and our desire to keep, you know, if that was true, I don't think that there would be a contract where Call of Duty was going to stay on a service that would keep it off of Game Pass in the future. So this is all speculation town, of course, yeah, but yeah, of course, That's it, why it is, we do this. It's it, yeah, it is super interesting to think that PlayStation could if they struck a deal with uh, with Call of Duty that you're going to be on our new street, on our new service uh, for five or six years, um, Xbox would be in a different spot. Yeah, uh, I think I think Bill yeah. would be saying something different. Besides, hey, I talked to them, I calmed them down. They're freaking out. We had the same conversation when we bought Minecraft. They were scared because Minecraft and Call of Duty are the majority of their revenue every year uh so yeah uh, you know i pat i patted uh, jim ryan on the back of the on the back of the shoulder <laughs> and said, it's gonna that. be okay gonna buddy. he likes it right behind the ears Cole. he's like he jim right ryan. The ears. <laughs> he's like it's gonna be okay cole, but cole, uh cole if you were phil though let me ask you that if you were phil would you personally would you be cutthroat would you be like done no or would you no. look at it no 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 i wouldn't um it's really important when i said that microsoft doesn't want to look like the bad guy because they're not spending a lot of their money. They're spending a good chunk of it. Like they could get real big and big spending and get real, like cast a shadow over if they wanted to, but they don't want to, they want to, they want to have something manageable they can work with. And even Activision Blizzard is a purchase that's manageable for them. So uh, Brad Sam said it really well on my show on Monday that it's really important for them to not look like they're the big, bad, uh, gigantic yeah. wallet Correct. and so to say something like hey i got on the phone with sony they were scared you know i i, I you know I, I told them to calm down it's going to be fine we'll work out a deal and they're like hey we, we, phil we have contracts you know we call of duty you know we, we have we, you just can't take it away from us like that's 250 million dollars a year that we get like bar none like you know what it's always there we can depend on that and phil's like it's going to be okay we'll work something out uh another thing i asked uh, Hogue, I said, is it possible that Phil means we desire because he's like, we could put Call of Duty on PlayStation, but you have to give us this or you have to do that or you have to come to our terms. And he said, no, he doesn't think that's happening right now. Did y'all so, see Adam right. Sessler's comments on this from X? No, what did he say? He no. was saying that he wouldn't actually be surprised about it coming from the other side, a difficult situation because the fact of the Xbox Game Studios coming up before the big releases on on PlayStation, he said you wouldn't discount that as being a big deal to PlayStation um, as their brand. So um, that could be a sticking point as well, like with with um, these negotiations and stuff for Call of Duty coming there in the future. 
Um, okay. That's what he said. I found that interesting because I was like, that's like, who cares, right? We got Sony before MLB The Show showing up for us right now, right? Right. Um, yeah. So for them, I would think that'd be still a win for the fans. But is Sony that, is, are they that like, hey, this needs to be our brand. We don't want our competitors' uh, names showing up before it's on the splash screens and all nah. that. You know? No, I mean, because they're, I don't know, you <laughs> you got MLB on there, like you said. Yeah. Um, so, one of the other things about Game Pass going to PlayStation is not going to happen. There's two There's two obstacles. One is PlayStation is an obstacle, a major obstacle. <laughs> and the other is it's not in Xbox's business model to put a version or a pared down version of Game Pass on the PlayStation. Because if they did... If Game Pass went on PlayStation, it'd be really, really popular. Like there'd be a few million people yeah. jumping on the first month. It would yeah. be big. And then your average normal everyday majority consumer would go, where's that Forza Horizon game? Like that, right. that's why I got this. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, sorry. Xbox versions of games aren't on PlayStation, so it doesn't exist on Game Pass. Like, well, this, yeah, yeah, so that's not going to happen. And I don't think it's solely on like Jim Ryan saying we don't want anything to do with Game Pass. So there's too many hurdles and licensing differences. Yeah. And they come to think of it, like even something as simple as Forza Horizon, the music in the game or or the car models may not even be allowed to be on a PlayStation because it's not even in the licensing agreement. So that's true. There's way I too don't many even hurdles. think about that. You're right about that. Would it would it count the same if they just streamed it though? If it was just through cloud? If they just streamed it. Well, even version? that is weird. That's why they're yeah. having such a problem with Apple. Apple's been yeah. really yeah, uh, Apple's a been pain really in the butt, terrible. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the licensing thing gets really tricky. And we talked to Bill Stillwell that used to run the back and pat team, mm-hmm. and now he's working with HoloLens and he worked with those licensing agreements. He's like, they're really, really super complicated. And they're really, they could be really convoluted or they, they, it's just, you can't just say, Hey, I'll play this game here. The, some of them are very specific. Like we gave you the license to play this multi-plat on the Xbox 360. And now you're trying to play it on an Xbox one. You know, they, right. they kind of get around that with the emulation. So sure, uh, it, sure. it does get super complicated. So I know we, I we have that, that conversation part. about I, probably game pass on PlayStation. Have to be a different way. These licensing deals go in the future. Right. Yes, Mav. That's what we've been talking about a lot. Like things are changing the industry so fast <laughs> yeah. right now in the past couple of years that when they start to make new games, like the Forza games get pulled off the store mm-hmm. because of licensing. No Correct. longer can you make a racing game with licensed cars in it and say, we're going to support the licensing for three to four years. Yeah. It's, it's just not going to work. Right. And with Forza Motorsport going to be a, a 10 year agreement. Right. Like, right. So they're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. Well, you know exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah. They're no longer going to say how much does it cost to license it for three years because we're going to get a new console generation. The game won't be playable anyway. Uh, who cares? Right. So uh, it's so different. It's, and it's I, crazy. It's going to be right? better for all of us. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, yep. And I'm pretty sure with that licensing comes, they probably are able to get a 10 year agreement on all those car models for the same price. They probably paid for three years because the way that this changes, you continue to keep people can buy the game for a long time that the licensing right. is probably like, and I'm just making this up, but the licensing right. people are right. like, Hey, that's cool. 10 years. It's this much. And uh, they agree to it and we get to enjoy it. Exactly. No, no, this is totally cool. Cool. Cause you brought up some things that I hadn't even thought about yet. So that's awesome to think about, especially cause we're in speculation town. So this is our speculation <laughs> contracts. <laughs> yep. They don't matter, but we're just having a fun time talking about them. Um, 
Yeah, I just think with the Call of Duty stuff, it's going to be wait and see. And like, I think Hogue and Brad Sams both did a great job of explaining, look, anything that comes mm-hmm. out right now is pre-approved by $1,000 an hour attorneys. Nothing is going to be said or anything. Phil can't talk about future deals that he doesn't even have the power to talk about yet. There's nothing. It's going to be really yeah. blase. And like they, like Brad said, it's going to be very friendly up front. We just saw today uh, that they talked about the EU was putting some pressure on them over the subscriptions. And they said, we're going to be, they came, they went, got ahead of the curve before any decisions had come down and said, Hey, 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 look, look, we know we got to come through you for regulation on this big deal. So guess what? We're going to be more transparent on our subscriptions. We're going to, contact people that haven't used their subscriptions in a while and see if they want to cancel. Yeah, They're going to be the good, good guy. <laughs> They're going to be the yeah. good guy yeah. from here on out until this deal closes. That's what they want. And Call of Duty is just a big wait and see at this point. There is a lot of ways. I do think that the that the decision process does change that if internally Xbox decides that it's no longer going to be a yearly release, that Warzone is going to be their moneymaker and they're not going to force those studios to put out a yearly Call of Duty mainline uh, franchise game campaign, let's say, that they're just going to go to a two, three-year cycle. That changes the value of that franchise. It really does. It changes the value from year to the Activision had to, right? They, they became, they slammed that thing in the ground over and over and over again because they had to. They had to knock out money every single year for their investors. Xbox and Microsoft doesn't have that problem. So if they decide to take a step back, that franchise becomes a little bit less valuable. Yeah. But they're yeah. going to gain by like what Mav said, and this will transfer into our last topic here. Um, but that what they'll gain is they'll have those studios be unshackled from that Call of Duty um, oh, franchise. Yes, and allow them to go make some new IPs or bring back some old IPs, which those we know will be exclusive uh, for uh, sure, 100%. We already got hints as some of that because Ibarra's yes. tweet with a smiley yeah. face and response yes. to the Shang-Chi actor Simu Liu saying, somebody yep. save StarCraft. My, Mike Ibarra, yeah. who is now, I think, the, uh, in charge of Blizzard, put the smiley yep. face in response to that. The other thing yep. is we already got now this news of this new survival game coming from Blizzard, from Blizzard. which is a new IP, and we know they've got Overwatch 2 coming. Right, almost like Xbox woke them up from hibernation, isn't it? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And you got Phil out here Diablo talking Force about how up. he looked at the list of old IP and said, well, "Let's go." Yeah, yeah. And think <laughs> about um, the stock jumped up thirty percent for Activision, um, and they were on a downward uh, mm-hmm. trend. And you know, these teams will still function the way they did, but knowing that they're going to come in and report to Microsoft, and they're and hopefully they'll have better human resources, right? Because they'll have more resources to kind of fix those problems, the the really difficult things that they've had to deal with uh, personnel wise. Um, I just feel like they're the the head of the cancer will be gone as well. Right. So yeah, with, you know, Kotick will go and you know, all that other leadership that's making the games, it'll free them up. And I feel like we don't know, but I feel like at Activision Blizzard, a lot of people are probably like, this is really good. We haven't been this excited in a little while. It's been rough the past few years and it's going to take a while for these games to come out. Like the blizzard, a survival game they're hiring. It's a call to action for people to come in and work for them. So that's a five or six year out thing, but they're waking up and they can start looking at those. And, uh, you know, remember how we talked at the very beginning of the show, Mm -hmm. you know, hour and a half ago about how um, Phil is like, 
you know, or Phil and Matt Booty and, and those, yeah. those people are like, we're looking for a certain type of game. Like we need a fighting game. We need a platformer. We need a, uh, we need a monster hunter type game, right? They're, they have these questions. They have these, the stuff written on the board they want to do. Now they can say, oh my gosh, Activision, all right? We have access to your IPs and they can look at this line because I looked at this line, the, the, this listing on Wikipedia. There's some like 50 different IPs that have been over the past 40 years, right? Yeah, yeah. That Activision has worked on and they can look at something there and go, that's, that's what we need. Can one of you guys, just, do you yeah. want to work on this? Right. And those are conversations that are going to happen and of course, my, uh, Activision and Blizzard can still do what they do, but Microsoft can say, "Hey, we need something like this. Are you? Do you want to do it? Right. It's going to be so good, like, so like good. High Moon, Toys for Bob, all these shackled teams. Oh yeah, right? get High Moon back on, <laughs> and get High Moon on as much about the quarterly like results right. as well because they're worried about subscriptions. You know, right. yeah, it changes, yeah. It changes, yeah. But High Moon definitely deserves it. Toys for Bob deserves it. Raven deserves it. There's so many teams that deserve it. Again, hey, uh, yeah. Since we're almost done, yeah. we've got 81 people watching. Yep. Can we get 11 likes and get the get the like ratio up where the where the watches are? <laughs> the if you guys are having fun, if you're having yeah. a good time, yeah, get uh, let's get a few likes in there. I hit like, but if I hit unlike and like again, it's not going to do any good. So <laughs> it just confused the. <laughs> Thanks, Colt. <laughs> Thanks, Colt. Uh, yeah. Normally we're on top of that, but uh, obviously having you here, we're just kind of. We I got a lot to talk about talk. for sure. We have so much to talk about, yeah. but but again, going into that, Colt. Now, you've had a chance to look at the list, right? Give me a couple. And then, Mav, obviously, you've – I know where you're going, Mav, because I've already heard some of your stuff, but maybe you got some new ones for me too. But out of all of that list IP, were there any ones that stuck out to you? Did you have any great ideas in Speculation Town? If you were running the ship, Colt, and you could say, hey, we're going to go make this IP with this studio, and you don't even have to make that match if you don't want to. Just anything out of that mm -hmm. list that you mm -hmm. saw of Activision that you think is going to be exciting or could be exciting to come back um, and, and blow up. I've got the the white screen on my face right now. I got to go to that list because <laughs> I looked at it quite a bit when I was working on that video this weekend. Yeah. Um, prototype. Prototype yeah. is really great. We haven't had an open world sandbox game in a long time like last generation there were very very few and far between watchdogs doesn't count sorry uh crackdown crackdown, yeah, crackdown. didn't quite do it right i right. love crackdown 3, i love but, crackdown too. uh prototype would be great i don't know if you could justify making a third prototype but oh my gosh it could be amazing um i'll blur blur yes. would be awesome yes. i don't know if there's no. a so there's you get one or the other um we've all dreamed about this act Activision Blizzard, Bethesda, ZeniMax, and Xbox cart yep. racer for kids and families yes. could yes. be amazing. Or right. you Crash just do Blur and it could look amazing because Blur looked amazing at the time. Oh, when man. I, my memory of it in 2010, I think is when it came out. Uh, it's actually right here. Yeah, 2010, uh, Blur looked fantastic um, and did the, the cart racer thing. So, Blur prototype. And let me give you one more. Um, they had the licensing for Ninja Turtles back in the day day we have not had an excellent ninja turtles game mm -hmm. in so long so if they put high moon studios who did transformers war for cybertron yep. fall of cybertron yep. put them on a third person action adventure four player co-op turtles game holy oh boy. smokes oh man boy. take it i love it i love it speculation town in full effect <laughs> let's, oh, let's go i don't know if let's i can go man. that one man okay let's go. Yeah, I, speaking of Ninja Turtles, I've been craving like an Arkham style Ninja Turtles game for a long time. Oh, I'm back on one of our, like, we had this like dream game <laughs> scenario on Xbox Ultimate. Um, 
a few like Amazing. months back and that was like my thing is like let's make a ninja turtles game but arkham like dark gritty get to the original yes style yes You're right from the comics dark and gritty. And, like the original uh movie and all the shows and stuff let's go okay now i'm gonna get to a couple blur is a great one you stole one of mine colt so i'm angry <laughs> you, <could pay> you, <laughs> for that. you did okay now i'm thinking gun okay no. okay because you got this there's not enough big western games out there big like those no. wild nope. west games out there i remember I loved Call of Juarez uh, yes! on the 360. Yes. Uh, that was such a good it, it was game. A great game made by Techland, right? Uh, I would, I would backwards love, compatible, by the way. I would love for somebody <laughs> to else besides just Rockstar to make this huge epic Western game right now. I think Activision could handle that, right? So Gun is one of them, and the, and another one I'm going to say is bring back Warcraft as an RTS. Let's just get a Warcraft <laughs> RTS game. They're already starting to do more RTS stuff, um, bringing strategy games more to console. So let's get Warcraft back as an RTS with uh, Warcraft 4 and have it come out on uh, console and PC at the same time, day and date. No more launching on PC first and waiting months later to come out to console, which we may get Age of Empires, hopefully. Crossing my fingers on that. Um, I would love to see it, man, because that's one that's... uh, Honestly, I never played the old Warcraft RTS games, but because my PC sucked back in the day, and I couldn't, right? Um, and I, but I did was that able must to have really sucked. Was it a potato, Mav? <laughs> it was. It was a piece of shit. It really was. It was. It was horrible. Um, but I, I do like RTS games, and I, that's one that always kind of caught my eye. And that's like, okay, I would really love for a new one. It's never made one. I was always waiting. Okay, when are they going to make a new Warcraft game? I'll, I'll that's the one I'm going to try. And like 20 years passes by, nothing ever happens, you know. So let's let's see uh, if they can do that. That'd be great. Um, other than that, man, there's so many, dude. I mean, you could pick through a huge list, dude. Uh, the license thing—they made a lot of shitty license games back in the day, but they do have teams like High Moon. Um, I think Beanox as well has done yep. uh, done some. Like you do have teams now that can bring back these old franchises or licensed games now that have a proven track record of quality. So I would like to see that. And Beanox, I think they did Tony Hawk remastered, right? Yes. And yeah, they did. Man, uh, that was a great job. They helped with the online, I think. Okay. The online stuff? Okay. Yeah, I that, think so. That game like turned out really well, right? So um, I think they have a lot of talent there. It's going to be nice to see them unleashed and see what they can bring. Pong? Oh, wait, wait let's get to this one super chat real quick because he, he has yeah. one. Dron TJ hit us with a $5 yep. super chat. And he says, please bring back Vigilante 8. Oh. Ooh, appreciate the Super mind Chat that. on TJ. Would not mind that nope. at all. We need some car battle games for sure. Yep. Um, well, I'm going to keep beating this drum because Colt's on here, so we might have Xbox people watch this tonight. So I am going to beat this drum continuously. Look, if you're all listening, and this goes back to my conversation before when I was talking about Colt, as far as Xbox going out and finding IP that they can build around and kind of create their own version of others. And Mav just brought up one in gun, right. And, and kind of, they could turn that franchise into a red dead franchise, right. They could give us the big open Western that we, that we love out of red dead. They could do it. Like, I'm not saying they will again, this is speculation town. This is just having fun. So, so I'm bringing up true crime, true crime. Oh yeah. Streets of LA and streets of New York. Again, go back and watch some of the videos. Anybody who is, does not know what true crime is. True crime was basically a straight ripoff of GTA, right? Grand Theft Auto. However, it Before did Before Saints so, Row, 
right? Before yeah. Saints Row, yeah. correct, which Saints Row was another one, right? And we saw how big Saints Row is. But true crime did a lot of things that Grand Theft Auto did not do right. And if you go back and you revisit true crime and you put the right studio on it, and I've thrown this out there, you've already got a great, uh, great relationship with Avalanche, depending on how contraband turns out. You give Avalanche true crime and you give them a nice budget and you go have them restart that franchise over again. You got yourself a Grand Theft Auto in-house and it could be something special. Uh, again, you go back and watch those videos of true crime. You could convince somebody who didn't know any better that that was an older Grand Theft Auto. Um, and I think that would just be absolutely awesome. That game was special back in the day. A lot of people actually liked it over Grand Theft Auto, just like a lot of people like Saints Row over Grand Theft Auto. Now, we all know how big Grand Theft Auto is. I'm not saying that that's the mm-hmm. next one, but I'm saying having that in-house exclusive game like that, where you don't have to worry about Rockstar putting out you know, Grand Theft Auto 6 for the next eight years or whatever it's going to take. Look, you got your own and you just make it your own and you do it differently. And uh, you got something really, really good for Game Pass and for your ecosystem in true crime. So I'd love to see true crime back. And then I'm going to keep beating the drum for StarCraft and uh, StarCraft Ghost. You go back and dig up the buried bones of StarCraft Ghost, which for anybody who doesn't know, was a game that was announced in uh, 2001, was it? I think it was 2001, 2002. It was a third-person uh, strategic first per, or a third-person strategic uh, shooter, and based upon the StarCraft lore, and that game has so much hype that people to this day still clamor about it. And I think you go dig up those bones and you make something out of StarCraft Ghost, and you're going to have a lot of goodwill come come your way. On top of going back and bringing back StarCraft the RTS. Uh, that game is still being played in tournaments to this day in, in South Korea. It is big in the Eastern markets. StarCraft is beloved across the entire world. And like Mav brought up uh, with Yabar's little smiley face there, I think that that's already in the back of some mm-hmm. people's heads that that's going to happen. And I think that would be gigantic. And of course, me as a console only player, again, I used to have to go to friends' houses and play PC Um And that's how I got to experience some of these games like Diablo and Starcraft and those games. But now with, with Microsoft and Xbox and their initiative, we hear that age empires four is, is getting the uh, Xbox series treatment and is going to be on console. You something Mav and I've talked about for a long time. RTS may be niche. We all understand that it's not the biggest genre out there by any stretch of the imagination, but it's been cut off from the console market and not given any love. They tried in the 360 era. There was a ton of RTSs in the 360 era, but they went away from that. I want to see a return to that and to build something different within the console. They now have kind of the blueprint for getting you know controller uh, input down instead of keyboard and mouse. There's been you know Halo Wars is a perfect example. they did such a fabulous job of converting keyboard and mouse to the console that really they got the blueprint. So now they can take any of these RTSs and kind of move them over. So I'd love to see Starcraft come over. I think you would have a huge market for it and it would be a big gigantic W for Xbox. as far as the community goes, Starcraft players are across the entire world. A lot of people would love uh, Microsoft for bringing that back. So those are my two big ones. Of course, the guitar heroes and all that kind of stuff. Hexen, 
people do the not know what Hexen was. Hexen would be fantastic to go have Raven revisit that. That was basically Doom, but with uh, magic and spells and and uh, swords and maces and all that kind of stuff. Medieval Doom is what it was back in the day. Hexen would be amazing, and Phil actually mentioned that, funny enough. So those would be my big ones. But, uh, yeah, we... We're looking forward to a lot here, brothers. There's a lot of good stuff that could come out of this. Um, now, Candy Crush Two, Candy Crush Two, <laughs> Candy Crush Two, Xbox and you know Microsoft and Xbox have not been good at with their own IP. We've got a lot of dead IP sitting out there, right? But hopefully, yeah. hopefully now with the talent that they're acquiring, that there might be some room for movement here, and they're looking at it. And we know Phil as a gamer is looking at it, right? We know that's the best part about Phil is that he is really a gamer at heart. He may be damn good at his job as a leader and a CEO and all that kind of stuff, the business side of things, but really his base is a gamer and he's looking at this stuff and saying, let's go. He's getting excited for the, some of this old IP. So we really got a shot this time. I think he actually agree, said that in a Washington yeah. post interview that was in let's writing. Go. He said, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, hey, let's it get this crazy. $10 super chat from wandering Dutch. Uh, thank you so much, Dutch. Appreciate you. Says Colt, Pong, Mav. The trifecta is complete. Have a great show, brothers. Uh, appreciate you, dude. We're almost wrapping up there, uh, Dutch. We're Thanks for dropping by. Um, yeah. All right. Anything Pong. else, Colt? You got anything else for us that you want to touch on before we get out of here? No, I think that's uh, about it. Like we could, could, we could name oh, like well, every we, Activision we franchise. Could. We could go down the list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it is. Yeah, it's not just Call of Duty. Like when people ask you, yeah, so make sure you no. kind of explain to them. It's not just a Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. There's a lot of great stuff there. Uh, I will. I brought up in my video uh, earlier in the week that Raven created Dead Space, and then they went and it went to EA, and now they're making Call of Duty. It's like, right. like we said earlier, get those teams off of Call of Duty, get yep. them away from Call of Duty. Correct. I know it's a big cash cow, but let them do something else. Get a, get put Call of Duty every other year, and and put one or two studios on it, and let's see what else they can create. These devs don't want to sit there and make no. uh, the same assets over and over and polish it over and over. Reuse animation. That's my message. Re, reuse animations. <laughs> copy and paste. They want to make new animations. Come on, let's let them do it. Oh boy, yeah. no copy and paste. No copy and paste. Let's go. By the way, before we got, did you see? Uh, did you see Grubbs' uh, response to Steineken's copy and paste post? Did you see that, Colt? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, so Steineken had put out that he had he had put out one of his little pictures, and he had this like uh, uh, cut out with a copy and paste keys, and he was like, "My something to the effect like this is my life or something like that, uh, or I got to get used." What did he say? He said something like, "This is my life," or "I'm looking forward to this," or something like that. And Grub came underneath him and goes. Better get used to it because you guys are making Call of Duty now. Oh, <laughs> right. no. I was so dead. I was so dead. Grub just came through with the hammer. Oh, God. Dude, real time. quick, though, like before, just yeah. I want to ask do we have any thoughts about what the survival game could be like from Blizzard? Oh, like, yeah. We didn't get to the Blizzard survival game. Real quick. Cool. Um, yeah. I, I talked about. Uh, quite a bit from in this video I put out today. Uh, check it out. It's on my channel. Um, it's not super long, but there's a picture of a like two teenagers or young adults. Like they have their bark, their bike to the side, and then they're looking out at like a fantasy. Mm -hmm. It's like they're 
a like a what would you call it? What's that? The the wardrobe no, thing. Chronicles of Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia. It's like that. Like yeah. all of a sudden they're in this fantasy world. They've been like pushed into that. So I'm assuming that when you play the game, you get dropped into this place and you're a regular person and you have to figure out how to survive. Like, you know, you get there in the first night, you have to find a place to stay. You have to start crafting gear. I played a bunch of played like, uh, like 200 hours of grounded with my kids this past couple months. So it's amazing. Like the whole, the whole concept of being dropped in this hostile environment with as, as just a regular person. So that's probably what you are. You aren't like, you're not born a warrior. Like that's what I get from that image. You're not born a warrior and you're going to war. You're a regular person that has to figure out how to survive and eventually upgrade yourself and your gear to take on bigger and badder enemies. So it'll be a while, but that is really cool. And I'm just really getting into that genre right now a lot. So I'm excited. Helps when you got the kids pushing you and grounded. That's awesome. Oh, we, I, I don't know which one of us is hooked more. It's probably me <laughs> now. It's yeah. so phenomenal. Did it start that way? Or were you like, hey, let's play? I don't, I don't like to talk about grounded much because people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like people do with Sea of Thieves, right? Because when the game came out, that that kid goes, with his thumb and it and it looked pedestrian. It looked lame. The graphics didn't look impressive. Game is one of the most deep level rpgs on the xbox right now there's tiered weapons tiered armor tiered enemies dungeons there are upgrades there are uh perk upgrades status upgrades they just keep adding to it and apparently the game's probably not going to come out of preview for another year i I just i won't say anything more than to tell you the game is so much bigger than anyone ever thought and anyone who makes fun of grounded I'll just go sucks yeah, to be you because yeah, no. yeah. it's unreal how amazing and immersive that game is. I, if they, if the graphics looked more realistic, I don't know what I would do because it's already freaky enough as it is with these like cartoon <laughs> bugs. Do y'all do the and, marshmallows uh, or do you do the, uh, do you do the full detail? Uh, one of my kids uh, was doing the marshmallow thing, like no legs and just yeah. floating <laughs> thing yeah. for a while and then as they got um, more brave, like we're full on. I mean, I've always been full on with the with the spider legs and they, they creep you out. And <laughs> I mean, I'm I sit here on this couch and I'm in on my headset. They're in the other room in their rooms playing uh, yep. on the Xbox. And I'll I'll scream like like a little baby. <laughs> it's like this. Yeah, like, yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. It happens. I don't. I don't do horror games for that. Yeah, reason. I won't sit here and explain the game. I just want to tell you, it's way bigger than right. you ever realized. It's amazing. Right. right, they've done so much work on that. Shout out to Obsidian and that uh, team. What do they have? 11, 14? Yeah, yeah and uh, not, not, to not talk about grounded, but just yeah. to say, this this twelve person team wanted to make oh. this game. Yeah, and I don't know if it would have gone anywhere other than them spinning around with it. But Phil and Matt Booty sat down and said, hey, we want to acquire you, Obsidian. And Obsidian said, well, we've got this grounded thing. And they said, well, it looks like you guys know what you're doing. We'll green light it. And so Microsoft's been funding that since 2019. So these are the kind of cultivated organic I was just going to say, but that's not organic, though. It's so organic, man. There's a lot of organic stuff in in Grounded. There's there's mushrooms and and, uh, and 
There's like banana. It's all GMO. And, yeah. It's all GMO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's smoothies. You make smoothies in the game. You can yeah. throw weevil That's noses awesome. and stuff. You make smoothies and you drink them to heal up in the, cool. in the heat of battle. So man, it's amazing. I've, That's I've awesome. Cool. That's awesome. But That's yeah, awesome. Uh, this has been a really good show, guys. Thanks for having me on. We got, uh, you know, we got 85 yeah. likes, so we got yeah. up there, bro. Yeah. Yep. We, Thank we, you so much it. for having me on. Uh, I also yeah. I should have said um, I've changed my stance with yeah. all the teams that are working with Xbox. I do want somebody really great to take on banjo and give that to the fans yeah. that care about banjo. I don't, but you can sure <laughs> like have it now. Hey, there you go, teams. Cole. I know you've taken a lot of heat over that, brother. Yeah, but, a lot. but I mean, but, Pong, but, there was yeah. like, there was a yeah. dozen studios. Right. And I didn't right. want any of them mm-hmm. working on banjo. But now yeah. that we have 30 studios, plus they're going out Almost and just 40. finding somebody Almost like... 40. <laughs> right. <laughs> like right now, if, if, yeah. if Matt and Sarah and Phil are like, well, we, we need to do banjo, then they'll just go out and find someone and contract yep. them or yeah. they'll get one of the Activision teams on there and they have people that are perfect for it. So, dude, it's yep. going to be insane. It insane. is. And, 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 and Colt, not to, the, not to keep delaying, but look, if you look at those Activision Blizzard teams, they're huge. They could be divided into two if they get pulled off Call of Duty. Yeah. You could yeah, they're all, split. Yeah, I think four, I said five, the six. numbers on most of the studios yeah. on my video on Monday or Tuesday. Um, they're all like 150, 300 or more. Yeah. So it's yeah. plenty big to make any yeah. type yeah. of game. Well, even when we're looking it's at gonna the, be insane. The Let's go, studios, Let's go. You see Let's Blizzard. Go. You see Blizzard there. It's just like yeah. one name. Blizzard's five thousand employees. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it's that's, crazy. That's like more than what Microsoft had to begin with, as yep. far as development talent. Right. It's just a lot in Blizzard. It is. Mav, did you have any thoughts on the Blizzard uh, announcement? I, I'm just excited about another new IP yeah. again. Uh, the, yeah. the variety. That's what it's about, really. The, I think this is going to be potentially the first big new IP coming out of the Activision Blizzard deal that yeah. will be Xbox uh, exclusive as a, as a new exclusive. IP. But we'll see more. I think we'll see more, but I think that'll be the first one. And I think that could be one of the reasons they went ahead and announced it. They're, they're recruiting and all this stuff as well. But I think yeah. that, uh, you know, it said PC and console. On the on the announcement, right? So I think in the future, yeah, yeah. that'll be a, like, a, hmm. that'll be a Xbox <laughs> exclusive and PC. Well, that's that that's also good uh, that they said console because Blizzard's had so many games, mm-hmm. a lot of their games that, well, I guess they've had Diablo on there for a while and Overwatch, yeah. but it's just good that they said that that they are planning to yeah. be on the platforms and, and as big as Call exclusive. of Duty is, Overwatch <laughs> is massive as well, right? When Overwatch right. two drops, huge. That's going to be freaking insane. You know, it, it's a huge entity in and of itself. It just kind of died off a little bit recently, but I think Overwatch Two is going to be a, big, a really big. You game. could almost hear all those devs across the world just let out a big sigh with this mm-hmm. announcement. You could almost hear it. It was almost audible. Just a breath. I heard of fresh one air. of the devs go, "This is going to be insane." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Funny, I think I heard that one too. I must have been outside at the same time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I went out to take out the garbage. Yeah. I heard a dev all the way in California. It's going to be insane, bro. <laughs> Oh, that's just Blizzard. <laughs> that's awesome. Just one guy. He just opened one up the guy. back door. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Letting it all out. All these years of frustration in oh, one man. yell. <laughs> and then Mike uh, Barr is like, it's going to be insane. Yeah, Mike yeah. Barr is like not super animated. Yeah. He's yeah. great. Yeah, though. he's not. I, I am curious, it's, like when that news dropped, like what the offices of Activision Blizzard's reaction was like, you know, sure. From, from what those teams that are sitting there and like, like a uh, high moon studio sitting there making 
a freaking new soldier skin for Call of Duty, right? They're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I hate my life, you know. And then they, and this uh, this news drops. It's like Transformers, here we go, you know. It's like yeah, you got one guy who does this all day with the animations. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep, cracking a bull That's over it. and over, uh, oh, you know. And then Mike Barra will come back and. I mean, yeah. like Mike Ibarra and Rod Ferguson went to Blizzard, but they'll yeah. still, it's not yeah. like, oh, crap, we're going back to where all those people we couldn't stand or whatever. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. it's, not like that. it's not like that, but you know what I mean? Right. Like, they're, oh, my gosh, we have to go back. We just left, but they're going to stay where they're at in California. Mm-hmm. They're going to work with the same people they've always worked with. They're still going to be team leads. And, yep. uh, you know, Mike Ibarra will still. Michael, he'll end up having meetings with Phil and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah. they probably already had meetings anyway. Probably. So, yeah. You know they yeah. talked. You know that. Yeah. Come it's going to be good. <laughs> it's it's going to be insane. <laughs> oh, oh Yabar comes up with that tattoo. Yeah. But thank you guys so much. No, um, no, this thank has you. been awesome. Yeah. It and really the chat, chat's great too, of course. Yeah. No, this is chat, uh, over here yeah. on my screen. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get you out of here, Colt. Hey, look, this has been absolutely fantastic. Like Colt said, Colt, again, pleasure and honor to have you on, sir. Thank you so much for taking the time to drop into our show and do this with us, man. It's, again, I can speak for both Mav and myself. We look up to you, look up to all the guys at RDX. You guys were some of the first people that we saw when we jumped into this community. So those guys are man, awesome. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Hey, bro, you, that was a tough so thing. Uh, when I, when I left the show, because like, that was my other family thing every Tuesday night. And when I wanted to start my show, I knew if I did two nights in a row, I would die. My family might just like get really crazy. (laughs) And uh, yeah, dealer and I had lots of discussions about it. It was really tough. I was afraid to tell him, um, because <laughs> we've been because like I watched him grow that show. Those guys yeah. are amazing, and I'm on yeah. party chat with them all the time. And you oh, get yeah. you guys on party chat more often too oh, yeah. with us. Oh yeah, so, we we're always around. So I'm yeah. offline, but then I'm in party chat, so everybody can find me. But uh no, this has been amazing, Colt. Yeah. I, I absolutely appreciate it. Uh PM and the PM. Uh we are at what uh November, oh, January 27, 2022 already. I can't believe we're coming into February. So mm. this has just been mind-blowing. Uh, to have you here. So thank you so much, Colt. And just, you know, I know everybody knows where you're at and I know you're internet famous. You are worldwide now. Okay. <laughs> you are worldwide, but uh, let everybody know where yeah, they can find Speaking you, of that, I want to say, you, I just remember yeah. last year you hitting a hundred K and getting that yeah. check mark. You're like 142 already. Yeah. I mean, That's last insane. year was crazy. It was insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Uh, it's been so so fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're gonna hit really 200 grateful. by the end of the year. I mean, he's easily. I, I would say. I mean, uh, who know? Who knows? Like, but we'll see how things go. But it, it's been really, really, really. It's changed my life. So, yeah. And Keep it up. being able to run a show and stuff like that. It's it's great. I've met so many people. But yeah, thank you so much. Um, I put that video out. I don't know how excited people are be, be about that stuff, but if you haven't checked it out, it's about eight minutes. And actually, <clears throat> I threw some my grounded montage on the end uh, nice. just for as a little bonus <laughs> nice. um, because I've loved. I kind of want to give a shout out to that team for that game. So yeah, it's only like a seven minute video. If anybody wants to check it out, it's on my channel. And it's Cold Eastwood everywhere. I'm on Instagram very infrequently, but I'm on Twitter all the time and on YouTube all the time. And thank you guys so much. I appreciate it so much. Colt. Appreciate it. Mav, where can everybody find you, sir? Yeah. Well, I don't know what, what Colt's talking about two shows and, and back to back being a lot, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, 
I was I mean, going to say got... those are rookie numbers, but that's <laughs> yeah, right. that's... he's earned it. <laughs> no, to be real, to be real though, part of the, I mean, yeah. making the videos is a lot of work. Yeah, it's so much work. That I is a yeah. lot harder I'm not... to do than a podcast, in my personal opinion. I've because I've dabbled in both. It's a lot harder, right? So uh, I can't imagine doing those quality of videos on top of this stuff. Uh, this one insane. took me four hours today, and yeah. I thought I cranked it out super fast. Yeah, so that yeah. is fast. That's fa- that. That is fast, actually. For well, it was video. a super quick one because it was talking about two games, and then right. I just tried to piece together. But yeah, um, it's crazy. But as far as where you can see me and Hong and all of the other great people we have on this channel, uh, right here on Fun Speculation on YouTube. Thank you for everybody tuning in, in the chat. Uh, appreciate you all. Whether you uh, hit the like button, share, subscribe to the channel, or listen or whatever, uh, just appreciate any and all uh, support that you give. Um, it's never expected, but very much appreciated. Uh, but you can check out tomorrow. We will have Xbox Ultimate Podcast at 9 p.m. Eastern Time with The Great Eight. We're going to have a big panel and have a blast. We're going to laugh a lot, go left, and have some fun, uh, as we usually do. FSP is on Saturdays. That is at 7 p.m. Eastern. Or sorry, 6 p.m. Eastern uh, with Gaming Key and Fuzzy Belvedere. We talk about all consoles on there, kind of cover multiple uh, topics, and it's a blast. And then uh, Monday, do tidbits. We just kind of look at the games coming out for the week. Um, and then also Wednesday is Fun Pop with uh, movie TV shows. Yesterday we talked a lot about those Star Wars games, right? It was a blast. That's with uh, Three Bits back on the panel full time now. So Psychonauts and, and then Jasper as well. So I uh, appreciate everybody again. And Pong, what about the 18 uh, podcast that Neo Gamespark is on the chat said that uh, you're uh, a part of? Um, where where, where <laughs> Neo, can everybody yeah. find you, sir? Neo always has to give me a hard time. Yeah, I'll uh, try to spare Colt the uh, usual record uh, long outro <laughs> of myself. Uh, dude. <laughs> so uh, you guys know the drill. Pong Soul, uh, Xbox, and Twitter, of course. Follow me, I'll follow you back. Tomorrow night, like Mav just said, I will be obviously on Xbox Ultimate uh, uh, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Saturday morning, I'm not going to skimp this one. Set those alarms got to come over check out living split screen with my brother from another steel rain and i we get you up in the morning and get your saturday off the right way so please drop on in there it is 10 a.m eastern nine o'clock central time live raw and uncut like my brother steel says uh please come check us out we're at uh, approaching 500 subs uh so we are on mission 1k this year so please drop in there see if you like us subscribe and come take a look. Three plus hours of Steel and I. So uh, jump in there. Saturday night, the shop podcast with PTK Blam. And my brother Steel is joining us on the shop. So that's 8 p.m. Nice. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time. PTK Blam's channel. It's just the best way to end your Saturday night. Come check it out. Tuesdays, Xbox Factor Podcast, Double Barrel Gaming, Mr. Boomstick, of course, and the rest of the crew, including Mav when he is available. Please drop on in there. All things Xbox, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. And then I will be back here next Thursday for PM in the PM. Long and Mav in the PM, episode 13, coming at you live next week. Otherwise... Again, fantastic show. Chat, you are all amazing. You guys have been coming out more and more and more for uh, myself and Mav. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for all the support. Uh, Spooky, if you're listening to this, brother, it's great that you're back. Can't wait until you can actually start doing your shows again and all that kind of stuff. But it is great. Love you, brother. 
glad that you made it out of your situation. And thank you to everyone who gave him a thought or a prayer. Or He's a miracle, man. He is yeah, a is miracle. Insane. Man, it wasn't looking good, man. Let me tell you. He really is a miracle. So shout out to Spooky. Uh, but love you all. Thank you all. It's the Golden Age of Gaming. It really, really is. If you don't understand it's insane, that, yet, bro. it's insane. Let's go. It's the Golden Age of Gaming. Play what you love. Love what you play. And we're going to be back talking to you all real soon. Have a great rest of your evening. We're out of here. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you.